about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. Boom! And we are live! What is going on, everybody? Let's say welcome back to the Tim King Show. But it's not the Tim King Show. Tonight, we are kicking it with the bloodline. As always, your boy TK in the house. And as you can see, I'm not alone. I got my boy Streets, the host of Roto Slappers. How you doing tonight? I'm good. Feeling good. Uh, it's Friday night. TGIF, baby. So, of course, I'm feeling good. Hell yeah, Friday night. We're Although, all my, let's take it. Let's be. Let's be serious. Friday nights are a lot different from my Friday nights like a decade ago, though. So, like, I'm home right now on a Friday night. So. Yeah, bro. Well, that's I've been living that life for a long ass time home on Friday nights for sure. Dylan, what about you, bro? You're 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 a little younger than us, a lot younger than us. How are you doing this Friday night, my dude? Hey man, I'm doing good. Uh wife and I went on a little date night uh earlier, and as you can see, it's already it's it's 8:32 or yeah, 8:32. So it's it wasn't too much of a date night, more of a date evening. So 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 even though I'm young, I'm 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 fucking tired from work, bro. So I'm just I'm I'm just happy to be home. <laughs> Man, and again, it's Friday. Thank you guys mm-hmm. for coming and kicking it with the bloodline for sure. We will have more guests throughout the evening. And tonight we're just gonna be talking about really whatever comes up. We got SmackDown live right now. We got NBA playoffs live right now with the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. Celtics took an early 11-point lead. The Heat have once again toppled back and climbed on top of them, so that's going to be interesting. Talk about the Lakers and the Nuggets for sure. Fast 10 has come out tonight. Fast fucking 10. I remember going to see the first one in theaters back in when I did things on Friday nights, okay? Like getting in my Cavalier and speed racing out of there like I was cool. Everyone else. Now we're on fast fucking 10. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about some NFL, maybe. Maybe some MLB. Maybe some Little Mermaid. I don't fucking know. Whatever it is that comes up tonight, we will talk about it. But again, it's Friday night. We are just chilling, doing our thing. So, uh, gentlemen, what's going on? Streets, what's going on, man? Not much. So you said evening. An evening out with the wife. And that hit. Now that hit home because I know what that is. On the weekends, we're to the. Now I'm to the point where, like, if we go out to do anything, it's like I'm eating dinner with the old people at like three o'clock these days, and then I'm home by like four, four thirty. So, mm. evening is late for me. <laughs> Man, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. Once you get a little older, you have kids. Um, <clears throat> you know, you get you get stuck. You get stuck. You get trapped. It's not like that, and. It's funny. Um, I shouldn't say I shouldn't say you get stuck, you get trapped. It's, it's a blessing, obviously. You know, I got my two boys um, under two and a half. I'm here. I'm home on a Friday night, and I wouldn't change it for the world. Plus, what does it do? It allows us to get together. We put the kids to bed, and then we can come chill. I raise my glass. Cheers to you guys. Cheers to the bloodline. You know, enjoy yourself. Dylan, actually, this is this will be a good conversation. Chuck, first of all, uh, quick couple of comments. David, what's up, my dude? I know you're watching SmackDown Live right now. Um, <clears throat> feel free to talk about it in the comments if you're still here. I'd love to hear about it. Seamus and Austin Theory in the ring right now. That's interesting. Justin, my brother, miss you. 
Hope all is well, my dude. Jordan, it was great seeing you back on the World Elite Podcast, man. It was awesome. Glad to have you back, dude. Hope you're doing well. But interesting conversation in the pre-show fist fight. Dylan asked me what I was drinking. Usual, Stella. If not Stella, Captain. Wish it was Captain tonight, but I digress. It's Stella. <laughs> I asked Dylan, so what are you drinking? He says he's drinking wine. He's a new wine drinker. Tell us about it. So we went to uh, to Aldi's that it's, it's kind of a knockoff store. You know, they just opened one, uh, I say about 40 minutes from my house. So we went out of town, went shopping, went buy some stuff. And, and for some reason, I've always been very intrigued with wine. You know, I'm not really a big drinker of it, but I was always intrigued. So I saw that Aldi's was selling their brand of wine. It was $3 for it. I said, fuck it. I'm going to buy $3. You know, it can't be that bad, can it? It wasn't that great, but it kind of opened up my mind for more. So I kind of upgraded myself to Walmart with the with barefoot wine and I actually found one that stuck. So fingers crossed. Hopefully it stays because it's 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 actually pretty good. So I'm, I'm going to keep my mind open for more. But right now I'm sticking with the... Uh, uh, with the white wine Moscato, so I'm I'm gonna stick with Still that for now. But I am open to more. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But very sophisticated, I, buddy. With that, that's a that's a yeah, that's a grown up <laughs> drink right there. Yeah, pretty much poured me a whole thing, waiting for everyone to come in, and I damn near finished the whole thing while I was waiting. So I got pretty much an empty glass right now. <laughs> you know what's yeah, funny? Uh, so we have Aldi here, um, mm-hmm. on every and- corner. In every street corner, but all these actually done a pretty good. Like maybe that was a bad one, but they do have other ones. And I know people that mm-hmm. actually like their certain wines that Aldi does carry that are pretty good. So maybe you, yeah, take the one I was all right. I mean, but it wasn't great. It was like three or four dollars. It was like like the Winking Owl brand. I noticed their brand, so I tried it. It was all right. I mean, I finished a bottle within a day and a half. So yeah. I don't. I never could. Wine for me was always it. It like. Good, bad. If you put him a blind taste test on me or something like that, I'd probably tell mm-hmm. you the same exact way. <laughs> it's probably a, so. Yeah. I just can't. I don't have. I'm just not the palate for that. I think. Mm-hmm. Do you, People, can you, you drink red it. wine? You're Italian. Are you a red wine drinker with your homemade lasagna or no? No, nah. Can't do it. That's what I mean. It's it's never really been my cup of tea. Yeah, that's fair. I'm not a wine drinker either. The first time I actually experienced wine. What's up, Courtney? Appreciate you being here big time. Thank you. Thank you so much. But the first time I experienced wine was in Puerto Rico at a Fogo de Chao. My boss, he's like, we were there for a work trip. He's like, you have to drink wine with your meat here. And I was like, well, no, I don't. And uh, <laughs> and I was just like, you know what? Fuck it, Duke. I will. I'll, I'll try it. And it was, it was okay. like, I get it. I understood it. But man, it's not something that I'd be able to just like, sit there and have like two bottles of and like get all bubbly and enjoy myself like i i, I can have 12 beers i can drink you know three quarters of a fifth or whatever like not that it's a good thing but i couldn't imagine sitting there and just popping like three bottles of wine or something like my boy nick at the uw pod throw your ones up <laughs> but he likes the red stuff you know what i mean um i went to a Dylan, tasting once and red for red or for all for all, I don't. I think it, I don't know. It was a probably all if that if I remember that. I remember I had a little sheet of paper that they give you, and you're supposed to like fill it out. So I remember I'm I'm drinking these, and I'm kind of like looking over at other people, like what are they putting on the sheet, like. And then I remember <laughs> I like whispered to the person next to me, and I was like, "They all taste the same." 
Is it, like a, is it like a scorecard? Do you have to like, yeah. like so you got to like score. Yep, that's exactly what it is. And I was like, yeah, this is probably not my game. <laughs> I guess, but I, you know what? Those probably acquired. You have to give it. You have to give it a, a like the old college try at least. Start yeah. that way first, because beer is the only thing I drink, and I'm probably snobby when it comes to that. So I get it. Well, and you have to remember when we were 16, everything tasted disgusting, but it was great at the same time. Yeah. Like when you have your first beer, it's like, damn, that's gross. But it's good because you're getting, you know, you're getting fucked up. You're like, oh, this is so cool. I got to think wine is much of the same. My wife gets, uh, she's got that fucking pass at that place. What the fuck's that place called? That Cooper wine Hawk. place. Bingo. She's got that Cooper Hawks pass and she gets free bottles of wine left and right. So, yeah, what a wash, right? I am. I, uh, I, when I run out of drinks, I'll just go ahead and pop open one of her bottles of wine and pour myself a glass. And I tell you that, uh, what is it? Prosciutto, that's an Italian meat. The, uh, prosciutto know, is like, an Italian meat. All right, prosciutto is an Italian meat. So it's Prosecco. There you go. Prosecco. It's pretty good. It's white wine, and uh, I can see myself drinking two or three bottles of it. That's but I don't sweet. know. I know that. How it is, though. Yeah. So you're right. Every time you take a sip, it's like, but I don't know. I, I think it wouldn't be bad. Dylan, I think you'd like it. Prosecco. If you ever come across the Prosecco, I think you'd, you'd really enjoy it. Oh, trust me. I'm, I'm very open for multiple wines. You know, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm still relatively new when it comes to all of this. So I'll, I'm going to be trying out, you know, a lot more. So you got to pair it. If you're going to get into wine, you got to learn to pair it with the food. That's how you got to, they, they go together. Like, that's what I've been hearing. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so you can't be like me and just see like, that's why I don't no. want to drink. Tonight. I just want to drink to drink. Like I ain't trying to pair my fucking food with my drink. I'm going to, I'm going to drink. I'm just going to drink my food. Uh, David Even says, beer, as we get older, that's how you do it. You have to pair the beer with food too. Like, oh, you're not- a more, you're a more mature man than me. You like <laughs> to drink your beer to pair it with food. I'm going to drink my beer to, you know, have a good time with my beer still, even in my old age. But yo, yeah, David, appreciate you. Uh, keep, keep, keep coming with it. He says, also, the start SmackDown, Roman Reigns lashed out on the Usos. And that was pretty dope to see for sure. For sure. So maybe David, you can give us these little SmackDown updates and we'll trinkle them in. Throughout throughout the show tonight, but go ahead. Also, I'm like six Fast and Furious movies behind. I think Shit. at this point, I'm gonna guess maybe about four or five. I probably haven't seen seven, eight, nine. I think I which one was the one where like they brought mutants in, and they had like I have not I have not seen that yet. No, I think Idris- I cut off at six. I think I was done at six myself. They got Idris Elba out there like a mutant, like a superhuman strength and stuff like that out there fighting. Yeah, it had to be like number eight. I think that was probably like seven or eight because the last one I seen was six and Idris Elba was not in that yet. Okay, so that's good. That's, I made it about halfway through that and all that started and I was like, okay, I'm done. Was Who like, was yeah, the heel done. blonde? Who ended up being the heel blonde? Was it Charlize Theron? In that I one, haven't I, seen. Yeah, she I haven't was in seen that. The, All right. So I haven't got there yet. I've seen everything up until Charlize Theron. Yeah, that's where I kind of got to then. But they got too crazy. I was like, oh, boy. KPG, what's Marvel good? mixed with Fast and Furious now. No, they, you know, they were driving through, like, uh, I think the last one I saw, they were driving through tunnels, and 
like over things and into things and through things and they're going to space. Yo, your, your birthday is next next Friday, if my math is correct. Happy early birthday. I'm gonna say, yeah, day. happy birthday, in case I don't. Yeah, happy birthday for sure. Yeah, David's usually rubbing through top rope. Gotta give our boys at top rope some much much love. They're they're off this week for sure. Give all the bloodlines some love. We love all of our bloodline again. We're kicking up with the bloodline tonight. We are the bloodline, baby. You never know who's gonna stop in at any point throughout the night. Um, I look forward to seeing who's gonna come through for sure. But we love our, our uh, top rope family absolutely. And on SmackDown Live right now, we got the Usos taking on Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar. Fire, fire. Halftime on the NBA game right now. Socks got- have bases loaded. <laughs> Who? What? Who? What? No, we know Streets is the Roto Slappers baseball guy. I love baseball too. You know, Streets and I were talking about doing a uh, a White Sox show for the Bloodline Entertainment Network when when the network started. Yeah, and he's like. He's like, you'll be uninterested in a few weeks. And I was like, nah, dude, I'll be good. I'll be just fine. Let's do this. Fucking two weeks into the season, I'm like, thank God we didn't do this baseball show. Because I have no fucking interest, dude. I'm out of here. Like, Nick's podcast. Like, he still does his Philly shit, but I couldn't. They're going to be good throughout the year. We thought, I thought, so listen, last year, Going into the baseball season, everyone thought the White Sox were going to be the bomb.com, right? They thought they were going to win the division, make a run. I said, I don't see it. Like, I was like, something is going to be off with this team this year. Under 88 wins is what I said. Did I think what was going to happen last year happened? No. Did I think it was going to continue into this year? No. I thought a new manager, a healthy squad, would change it all. I said over 90. Over 90 wins. I was bought in to be one of the shittiest teams in baseball. Why am I talking about baseball right now? We can talk about anything in the world when I'm fucking talking about the White Sox. Fuck you, streets. It's because you're hard to match. I know. The base is loaded. They're going to squander it. Jake Berger, 3-1 count. Base is loaded. Fuck White Sox. Yeah, Tino from Tino's time asked me if I wanted to come in uh, on his uh, Southsiders show. And I, I guess I can come on and just scream like I just did. But that's all the White Sox make me fucking want to do is scream. So I don't think it's a good idea that's for about, me to go on the show. That's a, yeah, that's a good explanation of how they, the season's gone. Luckily, all of it, I just watch it mostly all of baseball. The rest of it's much, much more fun for me. But I figure tonight I'll I'm up here. I'll turn the game on. I'm not. Dylan, I think I'm. I'm a closet. I picked the Mariners, so I like them, but they're not. Even, they're even got slow out the gate, even though I like that pitching staff. Uh, honestly, I kind of like. Uh, I kind of. I might have to get myself one of those throwback ones too. The throwback Devil Ray jerseys. Because uh, with Wander. Yep, I think I'm becoming like a Rays fan this season. So the Rays and the Mariners, huh? All right. So Dylan, clearly, we don't have to ask you who you root for. You got your Boston Red Sox hat right on your head. And I actually think this other guy who's about to join the stream is also a Red Sox fan. So what's going First of all, Bakley, Cage, my dude, our dude, throw your ones up for Dan Bakley, Cage, my IQ, our MMA guy, our fucking guy. Cages, bet slip, bloodline network.com. Go and get it. But 
you know, basically we just were talking for baseball for whatever fucking god baseball we're talking about right now. And the Why Red not? Sox came up. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's a free for all. There's nothing. Nothing's fucking offline. Um, so let's talk about the Bo Sox boys. Either one of you, go ahead, Dylan. Talk about your Bo Sox, what they got going on, Bakley's, whatever you guys want to talk about. Well, the last place, but you know they're, they're doing good. Are they? Are they? <laughs> do they have a winning record, or do they have a uh, a better than five hundred record, or no? Because last time I seen that division, all was over five hundred. Actually, last time I saw, yep, that whole division was over five hundred. The Yankees were in last place. The Yankees yeah. had a better record than the best team in the AL Central, and it kind of went from the top of the AL East through the AL Central for a record. It was really funny. But yeah, that, the, the 24-20. In last place, which is first place in the AL Central. And the only eight back. The only eight back, but you know. The only so what are they, back what the are they with the wild card? Uh uh, the wild card would be the Baltimore, I think, in their twenty-eight and yeah, twenty-eight and eight, twenty-eight and sixteen. So <laughs> four back. Yeah, right now, listen. Right now, the uh, the wild card is all occupied by the AL East, Baltimore, twenty-eight and sixteen. Oh my god, the 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 Yankees twenty-seven and twenty, Toronto twenty-five and nineteen. Houston 24 and 19, Boston 24 and 20. Baltimore 28 and 16. What? You gotta look at what Damn. they did last year. You gotta look at what they did last year. They got the bats. It's just that if they could get any adequate pitching, they probably would have made the playoffs last year. They didn't miss it by much. And they're actually getting decent, I'm not gonna say great, just decent, fair pitching. They right. got a very good closer. They got a, a like a very, I feel like a diamond in a rough uh, like setup man. Like they, they got pieces now, and then of course on offense you got Cedric Mullins at the one, you got Mateo at the nine. Those guys are going to be up there in the top five and stolen bases. So they get on base and they wreak havoc there. You got Mount Castor Santander in the middle. In the middle, you got Adam Frazier who's Hot right now, but he'll cool down soon. But he's hitting the ball well, and they, they hit quite a bit of home runs too right now. So it's like if you could get adequate pitching to kind of keep you kind of sailing with that offense, you're gonna win. It's just that they still need that guy in the rotation that they can go to when you got like a losing streak that can like cut it off. He'll have a great start. They don't have that yet. Hawk. Dylan, how do the Red Sox get to where they need to be? Do they get to the playoffs this year? No. I don't think they do. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, man, I'm just being realistic, man. It's it's no, man. I don't know. Just simply put, it's no. The Orioles it's will find pitcher. Don't worry. The Orioles are going to find their pitcher. It's going to happen because yeah. uh, sometime right, like right before the deadline hits, Tim. This one's for Tim more than anybody. Uh, Who is it going to be? Win Lucas Giolito? No. Nope. They're gonna. The <laughs> Orioles are gonna end up with Dylan Cease and the Sox. Are Fuck off. Yep. No. Yep. no. 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 <laughs> I, I, I was gonna say that because they they got the farm town to make yep. it happen, and the White Sox aren't gonna win. 
Nope, they're gonna. Oh, by the time that comes by the time they build the team, by the time You're they right. build the team up, he's not <laughs> even gonna be part of that plan. Nope. As, so and he might he's, as well he, now. He's, he's great, but he's not pitching great this year. And our guy yes, right next you, to me, he's probably not pitching great because look at look at what's going on there. It's a circus, dude. You just got to get guys out of there. It's yeah. almost like. Did you see what happened yesterday, though, with with the Tim Anderson error? Yeah. So, so it was a close game, one one game, fucking ball on the fringe of the infield grass. Tim Anderson makes an error, they score. That's the game when they run. Go ahead, Street. It's a fucking. Oh, you're yeah, good. It's a, I'd be, I'd, it's a fucking. I'd be, I'd be selling Don Cease. I'd be selling. Like, I'd be selling Anderson. Uh, don't you guys have Luis Roberts? Yeah, that's yeah, a tough I, one. That's a tough one, but. Dogs are fighting. Uh, um, oh, yeah, you're all good. They can fight away, bro. But uh, <laughs> what, what were you saying about the circus, dude? Bakley saying we should trade Lynn and trade Robert. Yeah, trade them all. All of them. Get them all. Yeah, let them all go. And then let Eloy? them all. What about Eloy? We're against Eloy. What about Eloy? Trade Eloy? All, everybody. Get, gut the whole team. <laughs> Just do it. And then, but then here's the thing. If you're going to gut that whole team, I swear on my life, it better not be Chris Getz, Rick Hunter, Kenny Williams that redo the entire. It better be a completely brand new front office that handles everything. Otherwise, yeah. what's the point? I, other, I might read. I'll find a new team. I'll just fill out my free Whoever, agent application. Just, and, just go to Tampa, be like, "Who's your assistant GM?" and hire them. That's what I said. Like, <laughs> like do exactly what the Giants did to the Dodgers, in a sense. Like, go to the Dodgers and say, "Hey." Who you're? I forgot who the GM there now is. Their president's the one guy. He's not going anywhere. But go take the go yeah. grab their GM and say, "Hey, I'm going to offer you the same amount of money we're paying the Dodgers president to come be the president of the Chicago White Sox. Let's go, come do it." That's what Jerry owes this entire fan base. He'll never, he'll never do it. And do the it. Hor- the horrible thing is, he runs two teams that I root for. Only one for you, but he runs the fucking Sox and the Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> it's off, and, and I, I think Boston's kind of they're going in the right direction where they let guys go. They kind of wanted to get rid of everybody but Rafael Devers, mm-hmm. but they You're couldn't. Stupid. But they got rid of they got rid of some of the guys they needed to get rid of the plain uh, younger talent, and they're they're, they're producing tough. over what they what they were expected to do. Oh, and yeah. the pitching is, and and I think they're always going to be up there and run score hitting. It's just that the pitching just isn't there. Mm-hmm. That's that's yeah. what it is. Is the pitching, and to be honest, with a team that you want to see build, that's fine. They're going to take a lot of pitching in the draft. I feel like they're going to try and improve there. They're going to look wherever they can. Any player that's over. Overplaying what they should be, they might look to trade them. The only guy that I could see that's a very off limits is Devers, because that's the guy that they pinpointed. There's other guys that I felt like they could have kept, but I felt like the, the the money amount, the dollar sign was too much. Like, like he had Mookie Betts. I felt like he won so much money, and kind of mm-hmm. got them not keeping him, but it was kind of unrealistic to keep him at the time. Because of how much he wanted, he wanted like Mike Trout money, and then yeah. he got a little bit less than that. And granted, the Dodgers they did win, but what like he hasn't produced for that much money that he he wanted. Like there's been pieces oh, around that that's, that Easter does good, but 
that Mookie Betts trade. First off, Olaf, thank you so much. Really appreciate yeah. you tuning in. Um, that Mookie Betts trade, <clears throat> you're for it still. Who was the centerpiece? Obviously, Verdugo was the centerpiece. Who else did you get out of that? Well, Verdugo, just with him, he's playing well. Like that's that's a guy that I'm like. He technically wasn't part of the trade to begin with. He was he was part of the scratch this trade. Let's add him in instead trade, and they added him in, which was kind of uh, clutch in that way because he's been the most productive guy from that. I don't even think that they have everybody else in that trade left. I think they had like a couple okay. like. I think they had a pitcher and then another prospect who wind up they traded. I got to look back at it. But for Tuga was like the, the piece that he plays every day. He's in that slot. He basically plays what Mookie Betts played and he play and he play he plays it well. Like he's not gonna he's not gonna be like a top ten player, but he's playing very well. And he yeah. is blossoming. Maybe he becomes a an all-star. A couple of times, maybe who knows, but it was definitely a good piece of that trade. Yeah, Verdugo, absolutely. Let's swing it over to the M- to the NBA though. So, so Bakley last night, the Denver Nuggets go up two nothing on the Los Angeles Lakers, but you watch the game. The Lakers had the lead for the most part of the game. The Lakers had a ten point lead deep into the third quarter. Yeah, and then Denver just fucking snapped. And it was, you know, they took the pass away from Jokic yesterday. But Jamal Murray stepped up in a huge way. And if you remember when the Nuggets were great in the bubble, it was because Jamal Murray did what Jamal Murray did. Now Jamal Murray looks to be playing like Jamal Murray. And he hit six threes again yesterday. Jokic looks fucking awesome. Game one was that first half might have been the most impressive basketball that I've seen. It was incredible. So, I ask you, what's your thought on this series so far? And are the Nuggets going to pull this off and go to the finals? It's crazy you say that they took the pass away because he still had a triple-double. His second straight triple-double in the series. And he still produced, like, when Murray can shoot more, it allows Jokic not to have to force anything. Because he likes to be... It's crazy that he's a center and he likes to be in the open, in in, in the open court. Uh, he likes to see guys. He reminds me just a lot like Vladi Divox, where he could pass it here and there. He finished third in the NBA in assist at the center position, which is just crazy. I believe he either finished with ten assists per game or nine point nine. It was very close, but he's a guy that just has great vision for the position. He wants to get everybody open. It's like the Orlando Magic with Dwight Howard, but a guy that can pass and well, score from the outside at the same time where he opens everything up for everybody else. So then Murray can shoot. He can slash it, get in the inside, and it takes a little bit of pressure off. When he can shoot, then you yeah. got guys. They got big buys. You got Michael Porter. You got <laughs> Baby Blake. Uh, we got yeah. Streets here who we were in our thing, had baby Blake and Blake. Streets and, got a baby Blake tattoo on his forearm. Like, I got CM Punk on my forearm. <clears throat> These guys are yeah, laying magic right there. They got that. <laughs> they got Bruce Brown off the bench. Uh, yeah. he, he's a great guy off the bench. They just can do everything. They rebound well. They score well. 
they can go back and forth. Like one night, like game one, Jokic had 40 plus points. This game, Murray had 38 points, but he still had 28. And then last game, Murray had like 26. So they can go back and forth with who's going to be scoring. And if Jokic can be like the secondary scorer and still score 20 points, but then dish the ball out. It makes that whole team so much better. And then you've got the very underrated coach in Mike Malone, who no one talks about up there. He steadily writes the ship. You look at the last two years. He didn't have Murray at all, and they made the playoffs two years in a row and got to the second round. And they that's where they kind of struggled because they didn't have that other guy where they would target Jokic and then no one else stepped up because he didn't have that. But now you got those two guys there. And I felt like once the Lakers got away from what they were doing and they started forcing three three point shots, start forcing shots, and then the Nuggets got a little bit hot and then they got it going in the open court, that's when the switch happened. You, you just hit it with the third quarter. I think it was 42 to 16 in the third quarter. That was the difference. They went from down like 10 or something to up 15 yeah. going into the fourth. And you can't do that against a team like Denver. And they already took two, so they already need two more. So technically, they don't even have to win on the road if they don't want to. They probably want to close out in four and then rest a little bit. But I I, I see it like a five-game series. I I think the Lakers can still win in L.A., but it's going to be tough for L.A. to win four straight games, uh, let alone – like three out of five, it's going to be tough against a team that they're not going to out rebound where Anthony Davis has to be on point every game for them to have a chance, but they are getting overproduction out of Arston Reeves, who I've been saying like for half the half of this year, why isn't he starting? And then they finally put him in the starting lineup and he's been averaging anywhere from 18 to 25 a game in the playoffs. Austin. Yeah, dude. No, you're you're you're, you're spot on. Since is he a floor streets, slapper, he is a floor yeah. slapper, bro. He's a floor slapper. And I said at the trade deadline, the Lakers are going to make a run and probably go to the conference yeah. finals because of all the talent that they put around LeBron and AD. Now, LeBron is over from three, over from three. He is <clears throat> flopping all over the place again. He is missing wide open layups out there. All right. Baby Blake with his long-ass arms is doing his thing defensively, all right? The guy we didn't mention, two guys. Michael Porter Jr., long as fuck. Number three option on offense. Stroke him. KCP, former Laker, out there just being the fifth guy, knowing his role on both sides of the floor. Dylan. Before we get your take, David says the LWO defeated the Usos. Damn, Ray and Santos defeated the Usos. All right, okay. And Roman Reigns is extremely pissed off before the end of SmackDown. Ooh, spice that up a little bit. I saw KO and Sammy on my screen out of the corner of my eye, too. So it means they had some involvement in that. So I dig that. I dig that. Thank you, David. Appreciate the update, my guy. So, Dylan. It's two nothing Nuggets right now. What's your take on the series? Do you think the Lakers are could come back? 
I mean, I mean, going down two nothing is is a hard thing to win four and you know close out the series against you know a number one team in the West like the Nuggets, a uh, conference when the Pelicans were number one at one time. I had high hopes before we just completely fell apart. Uh, but I don't know. The Nuggets are a complete team. I think they have all the right pieces. And I think the Lakers still won in L.A., but I think they close it out in five to Nuggets. They're just a good team. I mean, the Lakers are going to have that one game with momentum from that Los Angeles crowd. But now the Nuggets just are too complete for me, and I think they'll go to the finals. But I think this is just a series to see who loses to either the Celtics or the Heat. I think the East wins the finals this year. Ooh, I, think all right. gonna, I, I think the Nuggets are going to take it all. Mm, nice. Spoilers from both. All right, they just—they're just laying the hammer down. Okay, but here's, right, here's, a good, nuggets. here's a good thing oh. with the Lakers, though. Uh, like we were talking about this guy earlier, you got a guy like Lonnie Walker. He hasn't done anything this series. He was a very vital part last series when they took uh, took the the series, and in one of the games he had 25. He shot well from three. It was a guy late in games. Their bench usually was able to score. They're not getting that same production out of the bench. And then game two, Anthony Davis. You can't win when he only goes four for 14 field goal-wise. He needs to have a better percentage shooting, especially in the paint. And that battle against Jokic, is that's a big battle. That's the battle of this whole series is Jokic against Davis. Because you could kind of expect LeBron to do what he does. And then Murray, it's going to be hard for somebody on that side to cover him. He's going to shoot well. And and they're both going to score in the 20s. But when you have Jokic doubling Anthony Davis every day and scoring, just because he can shoot well from inside and then he can shoot well from outside from three, and then he's pushing Anthony Davis to the outside corner, leaving the inside easy to go for layups and for slashing, it makes things difficult, but the Lakers' third chance of getting back into it is getting those young guys involved, getting Reeves involved, making sure you get the bench involved so that you can have guys like James and Davis resting for a couple of minutes. They do have good bench pieces that can plug and play. That's why Hatch he did that the game seven for seven with 17 points yesterday. I mean, yeah. he fucking balled out off the bench for that for sure, dude. Yeah, at that trade, like I, the best thing that happened to the Lakers was when Davis went down and then James went down because it kind of forced mm-hmm. them to need to make a trade and then it forced them to play these guys and then develop them. And that's why they've had like a longer bench than they would have halfway through the season. No doubt. No doubt. Look at our boy. Look at our boy, Justin. Justin chiming in on the sports talk. I love it. I love it. He says the Nuggets have been playing their asses off. They win the championship. Yeah, and they are – yes, yes. Watching them the last few games, yes. Kofi, Wheaton, Bay, Bay, what's up, my dude? Thank you for tuning in. Go check out the Dirty Heels podcast, man. They do great stuff over there. Let's see what Motor Turk's got to say. Thanks for tuning in. Says so it's a Vince McMahon spoiler. Rousey and Shayna will be tag team champions, not Bailey and EO Sky. Yeah, 110%. I'm, yeah. I'm with that. That's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to happen in Saudi. I don't think that they announced it, but that's definitely, definitely going down. Let's see. Kofi says, Heat win it all. He's an East Coast guy. 
yo, Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Buckets, he's that fucking dude. We had him here in Chicago. He was great. Went to Minnesota. Took Minnesota, of all teams, to the fucking playoffs. And look what he did with Miami. To the finals. Back to the conference finals from the play-in. He is that dude. Streets. Nuggets. Lakers. Lakers coming back, or is Jokic and Murray just fucking and your boy, baby Blake, just ending this thing? <laughs> they're the one seed, right? They are the they're one seed. Best record in the league all year. All and year. I, I saw a lot of people saying this too in game one, which is it, it, it probably a little bit true. And like you just said, for game two, had a ten point lead late to the third quarter. So like the Lakers maybe have played better this series in certain aspects than. The Nuggets have, but that's what the one seed does. You can you get you throw everything in the kitchen sink at them, and at the end of the day, they win the game. So I think it's this is sometimes it's just magic, and the ball bounces your way, and you need a little bit of luck and a little bit of this, a little bit of shimmy out there. I think it's the Nuggets here. That's that's sports. Yeah, and it's sports to Plus, where the. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. it up. Plus, I'd rather see Jokic out there. I don't want to see LeBron's ass in another final. So, <laughs> no, God, no, God, 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 <laughs> God, no. Um, before we talk about the Eastern Conference, as we're watching the game right now, Boston's starting to pull away. They just hit another three. Marcus Smart, they are up 11 right now, 79-38. They're on a Boston's on a 10 nothing run in the last one minute. So, like, they're just doing their thing. Bigley, I want to ask you before we talk about the Eastern Conference, your boy Joel Embiid, he is, he won the MVP. Joker, hypothetically speaking, had he won the bubble title or something, or had he been a champion, he probably could have and should have won this MVP, won his third straight MVP, then won the went to the finals and won the finals MVP. So I'm asking you, the 76ers fan. Who should have been the MVP this year? Should it have been Joker or should it have been Embiid? It should have been Jokic. And, like, of course, I said it all year. When you got a guy having so much production like that, it's hard for you to say otherwise. Embiid did come out strong towards the end. But then it's it's kind of it's rough being a, a Sixers fan and then watching him because of how he plays. He'll have a monster game where he had 50 points, but then he'll have 17 and 15 and, like, five. And then you see him play well still. He's a cornerstone of the team. But then, he, like, he just frustrates me with how he plays. He he gets lazy on the defensive end. He gets sucked to the outside, uh, especially with the shooting from the outside or just covering on the outside. He's slow to get back. His injuries always just uh, – happened like he got injured in in the Boston series and then he was fine but then he looked slow in game seven and then he's blaming his team for losing and he was like I'm mean Harding and then they're like oh the quote was taken out of context they weren't taken out of context it was telling you how he felt and I thought when you're the fourth lean score on the team in the game seven but you're supposed to be the star. There's problems with that. You got Tatum scoring 55 on us, and he's that the go-to guy there, but you're not doing it. But it's the style of play is he has to have the ball in his hands. And everybody talks about – this is a good one. Everybody talks about Jimmy Butler and why he's not on a team. I don't think that the team would have ever gelled the same way because 
Jimmy Butler wants the ball in his hands Alpha. all the time. But Embiid wants the ball in his hands too. But to me, Embiid's not an alpha. He's just a very good post player. He's very skilled, but he's he's, he's he doesn't have that killer mentality. He doesn't oh, have he's, it. He's a great he's a great scorer, but he's not yeah. a great leader. He he need, yeah. he needs an alpha. Like so, him and Jimmy would have been you perfect got, together. They could have yeah. messed together. I'm not saying they're as good as. So anyone who's listening, yeah. please do not chastise me. But they could have been the modern day Shaq and Kobe if they could have just gelled together, got rid of Ben Simmons, and just built around Jimmy and Embiid. You got PJ Tucker. He's the guy that was the leader on the, the vocal leader on the team, trying to talk to Embiid, get get some sense into him. Like you got to, you got to get going. You got to get going. And PJ Tucker showed up when he's not usually a scorer. He had 15 points in Game Seven. He showed up, and he's not supposed to. He's, he's there for defense. Yeah. yeah, he's a defense three guy, and he showed up there. It's just at this point in time, I feel like there needs to be like a rebuild because anything more, like you got guys going in and out, and the constant is Embiid, and you're getting the same result, a second round right. exit. But yeah. like he's just not like overall. There's more skill in Jokic. Like you're gonna get more scoring out of Embiid than you will Jokic, but you're gonna get more production overall out of Jokic. He's gonna pass, rebound, and score. And he only averaged five less points a game. That sounds a lot, but but then he, he had more rebounds than Embiid and he had way more assists. And he was a very good efficient player in the efficiency categories. He was up there in the tops. Was Embiid wasn't, and he is usually more healthier. He's, he plays every game in the playoffs, where and then he usually doesn't get hurt. Whereas Embiid gets hurt a lot. Embiid did step up, but I still thought he should have finished second. Yeah, it would just be it would be really too bad if the Nuggets win it all and Embiid wasn't the or if and Joker wasn't the MVP just because they like didn't want to go that route three times yeah. in a row. This is what we're doing here. We're flipping back and forth. So I'm going to read a quick wrestling comment. Uh, Motor Torque says he sees Drew McIntyre still in WWE, which I agree with. He's not going to AEW. Um, his boys, Gallus, they'll lose the NXT titles against the Creeds. They come up to Raw and make a heel faction. Yo, bro, I'll throw the pencil to you. Sign me the fuck up with that. He also thinks Alexa Bliss and Bray Wyatt are going to be in NXT. I don't think Bray Wyatt's going to be in WWE much more, but we can talk about that um, later. That's a whole long, whole long topic. Boy, Kofi says he thinks the Lakers win the series unless Anthony Plastic Davis gets hurt, but he'd like the Nuggets to win. He had mentioned he thinks the East Coast wants the East Coast. The Heat going to win anyway. So that's uh, that's the Embiid joker conversation i'm glad you agree because when i watch joker it's just a whole nother level streets this series celtics heats who who's who's gonna win this series who's going to the nba finals <laughs> this one is a little bit tougher for me because i don't watch either damn team and <laughs> if i had to pick one i'd rather uh win the series it'd be the celtics Okay. okay. Although it's hard, for, it's, although it's weird saying that. I just like Jason Tatum. That's fuck, fair. Fuck the Heat. I'm a Magic fan. You can you can root, you can root for whoever the fuck it is that you want to root. 
Although the I, although the Celtics were a bigger pain in my ass in the Magic Glory years than any other team were, because that was the that was when they had the big three still in my Dwight yeah. years there. No, the original, the original big three, the 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 organically made big three, not the. Well, there was a big three, so I had to make my own big three. Get the fuck out of here. Tell your GM to trade better, bitch. We all know who we're talking about. <laughs> no, I just like to see – I'd like to see Tatum. It's just a personal thing on that one, that's all. Yeah. I kind of like that as the player. I like Jimmy, and that would it'd be great for Jimmy, but I, I tend yeah. to root – it's hard. When I have no dog, no horse in this race – I tend to just pick the players I like, and then I just kind of roll with the player over the team. So, in this case, it's Tatum. <laughs> That's why I'm rolling with Joker right now because we all know how I feel about LeBron. If ah, the last thing I want is him to get another ring, fuck the Celtics, fuck the Heat. Love Tatum, love Jalen Brown, love Marcus Smart, love buckets, but the teams, fuck the Celtics, yeah, right. fuck the Heat, so Here. and fuck LeBron. Give me a good game. All nuggets for me all day, baby. Give me game sevens that go to like quadruple overtime where guys are hitting half court buzzer beaters to tie it and send it to another. <laughs> like, give me something where I'm, I'm standing up. I'm not even invested. Like, like in last night's like like game one in hockey. Four overtimes? What the fuck? Florida the game started. The game didn't end until like almost three o'clock. What Four happened? Carolina. What won the game and it got called off or something, or Florida won the game and it got called off. Carolina did. Carolina won the them. game in the first overtime, right as it was ending. Yeah. And then the goal got called off. It yeah. went all the way to four overtimes. Yeah. And then the the goal was in the last minute of the fourth overtime. Are you a hockey guy? Are you the hockey guy here, Bakley? I watch a little bit of hockey. Not. I'm not like. The hockey guy, but oh. I watch a little bit of it. I know I names. Are the Hawks back? The Hawks are still in the rebuild, and getting that number one pick somehow is a big thing for Bedard. That's going to be – they made a trade last year, which helped them out, I felt like, where they, they did trade uh, – what's his name? starts with a D. Uh, they wanted to train him to bring it. Well, I want to bring back yeah. in free agency. I think so, yo, I'm, back. Go ahead. I'm not going to cut Bagley off or streets, and I'm not even going to sit here and pretend to be some sort of hockey expert because I'm not. But yeah, I got yeah. a guy. I, I got someone who I'd like to call a personal friend of mine. His name is Archie, okay? Whenever anything hockey-related happens, I go to my friend Archie, and I say, hey, Arch, I have a question for you. And when we, when we as in the Blackhawks, fucking won – Two of our last three games of the season, I was, and, and then Jonathan Taze retired without training anything for him. I said, Arch, how bad did we like just destroy our season like or like our future? He goes, you guys killed your future, like just destroyed it. He said, you could have got something small for Taze and you could have, you know, should have just been losing to get to secure this pick. Yeah. But we got the pick now. All right. And we have seven picks or eight picks, maybe even nine picks in the first three rounds of this draft. And again, I'm not going to sit here and pretend to know hockey like I know these other sports. But I will say that if you have nine picks in the first three rounds of any sports draft, you're going to be in okay shape, especially when that number one pick is supposed to be like the next Sidney Crosby. 
So let's fucking go. And we're talking like sports radio around here. Sure, it's sports radio. But they're talking like Patrick Kane could come back now. And Debrinkit could come back now. And we could actually build this team to try to win a Stanley Cup. Like right like the Florida Panthers. How they broke down, rebuilt in like two years. They say the Hawks can do the same thing right now. You bring Kaner back. You bring Debrinkit back. You get Bedard. And you got the, all those fucking picks plus whatever little supplementary pieces are on the roster. Is Connor Bedard related to uh, Canadian pitching legend Eric Bedard? I was wondering that myself. <laughs> I knew you were going to ask that. <laughs> he was a he. Eric Bedard is like a fantasy um, legend. He had like two yeah. amazing seasons for fantasy baseball back in like the late two thousands. <laughs> it doesn't say anything about him being relieved to him. You'd figure two yeah. Canadians, Bedard. Oh, yeah. Are they all Same named Bedard? It's, it's probably like a common Canadian name yeah. for sure. Hey, but listen, we said we were talking everything tonight. and We literally, we got MLB and Hockey Talk all on the same episode. That's crazy. Yo, Dylan, you got that B on your head right now. Boston Celtics, Miami Heat. Talk about the series for a little bit. Swing it to Bakley. So when we did our predictions on our show, uh, we did it right as the playoffs started. I, I said Celtics were going to win it all, and I'm, I'm going to stick by it. I think the Celtics are a really good team. You know, Tatum, Jalen Brown, you know, a very complete team. I said the Nuggets were complete. And the Celtics also, I feel like, are very complete. But, you know, they're struggling with, with Miami taking game one. Something tells me the Celtics are going to bounce back and, and, and they're going to win the series. I think it may be a Nuggets and uh, Celtics uh, finals. I think the Celtics take it. I said, I said yeah. the Celtics are going to take it, and and I think they're going to win it all. You, you got to expect a lot of Jimmy Butler in these series. Like I think I'm amazed that they made it this far with Tyler Hero out and an old Debo mm-hmm. out. Tyler Hero was that like they like to have him come off the bench as the sixth man just because they liked his scoring and kind of bounce things out to where he could come in. It's always been a thing where the sixth man was kind of like a cheat code where he could come in, score 15 points. He's just like a starter, but he goes up against the second unit right away, and it boasters uh, that unit because he's usually on any team he could be a starter, and it created a whole thing with that, and that's how they made that big run a couple years ago to make it to the finals was the fact that Tyler Hero played but they haven't had him, but they've had different pieces kind of step up in that place. They got Max Strauss, who who can score 10 to 15 a game. You got Gabe Vincent, who who have five points one game, but then 20 points another game. But then you, they got Bam Abavio, who's a great piece at that big, big position. And I think he's kind of – he hasn't been producing fully what he should be. He's a guy that should be doing 20 and 10. And I feel like he's doing 13 to 15 points, and they're missing that five points extra from him. So it's like now you got to have like Jimmy Buckets go 30 to 40 points a game for them to have a chance to win. And it works sometimes because Jimmy Buckets gets hot. You had that game. I remember me and Tim were watching the highlights of it uh, the one time, and he coming back to beat the – yeah, come back to win, and he scored literally 25 points in the first quarter. He couldn't miss 
and then they couldn't miss late, and they came back. They were losing the whole game. Against the bar when he hit that tip yes. shot, the inbound tip shot. It was crazy, dude. Yes, and then the game forced overtime, and then they won in overtime. And, like, you can have a team like that. They're very well coached. Eric Spolcher is one of the best coaches in the league. No one talks about him like that. And they go in there. They're very efficient. It's just that there's games where they might underscore, and they can't do that against a team like the Celtics, who have an even deeper uh, team bench-wise. You got Tatum, who right now is, I think he's in the 30s right now in scoring. But then he has Jaden Brown as his backup. He usually averages 20 to 25. But then they have a great piece in the middle defensively with Robert Williams. You got him there. You got Marcus Smart, who's a pest uh, at the guard position. He can score. Like, you've got to be a damn near perfect to beat them. Uh, and a team like the Heat, who are miss- missing two big pieces, it's going to be very hard. Like, they were able to steal game one, which is the thing. You're in Boston. You steal game one. Boom. That's what you you're trying to do. At least win one. Because then you can go home, and if you win two, you're uh, you're up three to one, essentially. Steal. And you, you're always trying to st- play that game when you're the away team, trying to steal at least one game. Because that means as long as you win at home, you're good. Because you got that one in the in the bank already on, on the road. And yeah. that's what it was crazy about the, the last series with Philly and and the Celtics was the away team was always winning, except for Game yeah. Seven. Boston won. Uh, and Philly looked good early in that game. And yeah. Boston just fucking stepped on their throat. Jason Tatum, like you said earlier, he that was the game. I was like, damn, JT just came out. I was yeah. looked at KD as to like that dude. I was like, J- Jason Tatum just like overtook him in that role. They 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 let that series go game six when he only had one point in the first half and there they were Philly was up. We we're even up in the fourth quarter. It was a close game. And then he they let Tatum get hot. He scored ten of the last twelve points. And then we went from up three to down ten at the end of game six at home. That was our chance to win the series, game six at home. And we screwed ourselves and then we had to go back to Boston. Yeah, because I, I like Philly's chances against Miami that we could have got Embiid versus Joker in the finals. Ooh, that would have been juicy. <laughs> so I got Denver winning it all. Denver over Boston. That's oh Man, Boston is so good, though. My yeah. Joker. Man, Joker versus Tatum. That's sexy. I want that. That's what I want. I don't want this L.A.-Boston bullshit for the – and that's, gonna be, time, dude. and that's a and that's a good matchup because the, the Nuggets have the bigs that defend the, the the size of the Celtics. If there's some somebody that you want covering Tatum, it's another tall guy. You can just make him four right. shots that aren't uh, like easy for him to shoot because he's kind of a mismatch at the height that he's at shooting yep. the way that he does from outside. You get a yeah, big guy on him. Baby Blake, and you got yeah. Michael Porter Jr. to take on Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. It's huge, dude. And, and and then and then even though Robert Williams is killing it, I don't see him covering Jokic the way that Williams is covering guys. Jokic plays a style differently. He's just going to force him 
to the outside, and then it kind of takes Robert Williams out of the game, kind of because then he's not defending the post. I'm going to sound like an NBA novice here, which we all know I'm not. But you just don't get to see as much Joker as you want on national TV and then, you know, schedules and whatever coincide. Dude, getting to watch him play is a fucking privilege, man. He is so – it's like you look at his numbers and it's not like – they're impressive with the triple doubles and shit, but you're like the team's not winning. I understand Jamal Murray is not there, so he's not that great. How can this guy keep winning these MVPs? Holy fuck, though, dude. Like, with the full team around him, your analogy earlier with Dwight's magic, what a fucking comparison. But he does it better because he's the point guard. So he doesn't have to be the point center because he's the point guard center. It's crazy, dude. That's kind of where the point forward, uh, like, label came from, from a guy that, is essentially the point guard, but he's not playing it. Like just like you said, point center because he's there. He's going there. He can drive with the ball. Sometimes you see him driving the ball up the the court, and not Murray. It's sometimes it's him, and then he'll just do like just an easy pass. And it's like, how is he doing these simple passes? And then the guys are getting wide open. It's because they fear Jokic because they're they're going to do that pick and roll. And Jokic can shoot from the outside. That's what makes him so uh, dangerous is the outside shot. The fact that he can shoot the three and shoot it well makes teams fear it. So it's like you can cover the inside, but then he's going to shoot there. But then yeah. he comes to, but then he comes to the inside when they pull out, and he can do that. And he's great with those crazy passes where he gets the inside and then he just no look passes it to a guy coming down the lane. And then there's always a guy – that seems to be open. It makes everybody better when you're that efficient on there. Like, and yeah. he's very unselfish. Like, you're never gonna see him be all about him, but he's gonna take the negative and positives from the media so that everybody can just play. What do you, what do you I don't even get the way he media? like holds the ball and it's like fast movements. Like, oh, like the way he pass. It's it it. It's fucking ridiculous, dude. Like I'm, I'm trying to think of a word that it is, but it's it's perplexing to watch. And that's why I said yesterday they took away the pass. They tried to take away the pass, yeah. and he still got a triple double on top of it. And, and, and I think this year it feels this. Year, it's crazy to say this year it feels like a weight was taken off of his shoulder because Murray Murray came back. Murray's Damn. healthy. And it's like over. Yeah. Fucking Boston missed or Miami missed back to back layups, had a travel, and then missed a wide open three. Grant Williams just struck a wide open three. Nine point lead six minutes ago. I'm saying game. Game. Streets. What do you got on your agenda, bro? What do you want to talk about, homie? My agenda. Well, that's an open book. Um an open book. <laughs> I don't know. What do you want to talk about? What do you let's okay, think? Cody Rhodes. Oh god. You know, yeah, I was gonna say you might want to regret what I want to talk about. No, no, no. No, we hit we hit hoops. Um we covered some baseball. We talked hockey. I fucking we talked hockey again. I, I was actually hoping we talk a little hockey because that four overtime game we hit it. The Dallas and Bedard. So it was nice to bring that up. This is miserable yeah. Chicago fans. So that was the Blackhawks. We hit, we hit the Blackhawks. We got a little bit of wrestling. We got, a, we got a tie. 
we got a tie game, Stars and Knights going into the third period. The well, Shield. How you? We got to talk about the Shield at some point. So, like the wrestlers? No, the Shield. <laughs> it's the Golden Knights because it's a logo. That's the, it's basically the NFL. A shield. Yeah. The NFL logo is a Shield, so the, that's why you say. Oh my bad. The, I was like, wait. I was like, the, I was like, the Shield were just known. Or named the number one debut ever. So you want to talk about Roman Reigns? Seth we could Rollins, talk about the Shield in wrestling though, because I do. Like you do. Streets yeah. even as a wrestling novice has always loved the Shield. He's always loved Roman Reigns yeah. and, Ma- and Dean Ambrose. Probably doesn't even know who John Moxley is, but Dean Ambrose <laughs> and uh, of course the best of them all. Sorry, if Devin. I'm going to type something out, I still I'll still say Dean Ambrose. Yeah, exactly. Yo, broadcast, killing it on the Bloodline Entertainment Network, killing it on the Universal Wrestling Podcast, and always in the future. Yo, broadcast. Who wins this game, Boston or Miami? We got five minutes to go. He's, he's like, what are you talking about, rugby? <laughs> yeah, right. He's like <laughs> basketball. <laughs> basketball. I'm watching. We're, we're, I'm watching them rugby sevens, mate. Well, this guy might be wrong because it's a four-point game right quick courtesy of Jimmy Buckets with 5.36 to go. So, mm, damn. Damn, 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 damn. But, yeah, yo, the f- football, we always can talk some football. Streets and I, for the people who are watching, don't know. Streets and I are the Bears fans. We got our boy, Bakley. He is the resident Eagles fan and Dylan, Saints fan. There may be something special coming sooner than later. Dylan, the Saints fan, is here as well. So, fuck it, let's talk some football. You want to talk football streets? What's the football topic you want to talk about? I don't know. Let's. Hmm. That's interesting. Let me I have think. a question. Okay. I got a good question. Go ahead. Are you got it? No, I was go just going to ask Dylan. Everyone thinks that Derek Carr is going to be some huge upgrade for the Saints. What are your thoughts on the Derek Carr? Derek Carr trades to the Saints. Because forever I thought and I argued and clamored that this dude was going to be still like a top 16-ish quarterback, which isn't a bad thing in the NFL because the NFL, if you look at their quarterbacks, is it's a pretty sad state. So what do you think Derek Carr is actually going to do for your team? Luckily, you play in the worst division in the NFL, and that's saying a lot considering the AFC South is a thing. So what do you think Derek Carr is going to do for your team? Well, first of all, like you mentioned, he's he's in the worst division, so I think he automatically. Well, I, I mean, I want to say automatically wants a division for us because I mean, uh, Carolina Bryce Young. Even though I'm, I'm hearing stuff that they'll start uh, Andy Dalton, who like it, every time I hear his name, I I fucking have nightmares when he played for us last year. Uh, but we had him the year before. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Bryce Young will get the start week one. I uh, think Desmond Ritter starts for Atlanta. I know Taylor Heineke's there, so I'm not sure who will start there in Atlanta. Probably Desmond Ritter. Uh, Saints, obviously, Derek Carr. I mean, uh, we got Jameis as our backup if things go south with Derek Carr. You know, because, de- I mean, Jameis Winston's a reliable backup. And then uh, Tampa, I believe, Baker Mayfield, who who dropped from Tom Brady to Baker Mayfield. So that's a huge damn downgrade right there. So I think he brings I, I the think, division. I know we're I don't even think he's that. gonna. I don't even think he's gonna start Baker. Wow, that's that's my hot take. Yeah. Well, that, well, that's because Bakley is a huge Florida fan and is a big Kyle. Trump. Oh, that, that has nothing to do with that. It's just what you hear <laughs> from there from the coaches. Two point game. 
two point game. I fucking put the fucking uh, kiss of death on my on uh, Boston. Oh my god! In a three. Oh, in a foul on a three. Offensive foul on a three. Jimmy kicked his legs out. Ooh, you don't see that very often. Okay, okay. My bad, my bad, guys. Doing a little, doing a little cross commentary for the game, dude. For those who care, because I care. It's a fucking big game. <laughs> but Bakley, why, why then? Other than your affection for or affection for Kyle Trask in Florida, do you want or do you think it's going to be Trask over Baker? I think they brought him in just to give competition to Trask. That's usually what you do. You got a young guy there. He They drafted him even when Brady was there. They drafted him in the second round. They drafted him there very high. He's a really good passer as long as you have an offensive line there. And Baker, he's not there long term. You want him there just to battle him. If uh, Trask does bad in training camp, he doesn't win the job, Baker takes it. But if Trask performs well within the batter, they're going to go with the young guy. They're going to see what he has and go with it if he performs well there. The only way I think Baker gets it is if Trask sucks in the preseason or doesn't show them So you think when Bruce Bruce Arians said that Baker Mayfield would have been the best quarterback prospect coming out of this draft, was the best out of his draft class, is one of the best he's seen recently? You think he's just blowing smoke? Coach speak. Yes. Oh, yeah. He's out of his mind. (laughs) I look at it as as motivation for the guy that they want to perform well. And that's why they bring him in there to begin with. Was you don't want to just give it to Trask because he hasn't played because he sat behind Brady like anybody else would do. Anybody would sit behind him. You want to give him competition. You want him to win the job. You want to motivate him to do well. And that's how you do it. In NFL, it's all about uh, battling for your job. You win the job. You, you're not just giving it unless you're like a number one pick or something and they invest high into you, but they want you to earn it. Love it. Love it for sure. Yeah. Street. That was the Derek Carr topic. I don't know. I know. Maybe you you, you know, so what you were talking oh, about. I was going to say Derek Carr. I was going to speak on that. I, mean, I don't You pretty much know probably what I'm going to say on that one. I think when we talked about uh, quarterbacks when Bradley or someone came on, I think it was the first time we had to, when we took bro slippers on that one. I shared my Derek Carr thoughts. You guys were way higher on him than I was, so I may. I like Derek Carr, but I don't see my I don't I don't see him doing after having Devon. And you know what? It could just be Josh McDaniels, okay. So that's why I want to see what he's going to do. But after last year, you had Devontae and a Waller was hurt on and off and Renfro was hurt on and off. But you had arguably the best weapon in the league at your – like, why aren't you just fucking force-feeding this guy the ball? Double teams, throw it to him. Triple teams, put it up to him. Did you see what Aaron Rodgers did to him? Aaron Rodgers didn't look great because of his other receivers. He would just throw the ball to this guy in quadruple coverage. It didn't matter. So – Maybe it was Carr just not pulling the trigger and putting the ball to where Adams could get it, or maybe it was McDaniels. So I'm hella fucking curious to see what he's going to do with Chris Olave and a healthy Bakley's favorite oh, wide receiver, Michael Thomas, 
Um, he <laughs> bought his boy, Dr. Uh, Moreau, who is cancer-free now, I believe, which is great to hear. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Oh, I think from a fantasy perspective, I think Derek Carr is going to be just fine feeding the football to Olave and the rest of those weapons. He's perfectly capable in that sense to be serviceable for those wide receivers to still have good years. So it's just more of the real life thing. Like he doesn't move the needle in real life football. That's all it is. Well, I thought the Saints were going to win that division last year. And I thought that, or I thought they would win a wild card last year. And I thought they would get to the final four last year in the NFC. How about this? If you want to keep it, since we do have a Saints fan here, we might we can keep it right here with the Saints fan, and I can ask him about. Um, it don't even matter if he gets suspended or not, because uh, Kendra Miller basically just told Kamara, "I'm coming for your job," is basically what he told. <laughs> so, whoo, uh, how's camp going there? What are the words about Kendra Miller here? So, I mean, regardless of the suspension or not, you know, we still got Jamal Williams, who was the NFL's touchdown leader last year from Detroit. So, you know, you're bringing him as the number two and could possibly be the starter if Kamara does serve that suspension, which seeming more and more likely each day. So so while it would suck, you know, Kamara's production has kind of fallen, you know, after past seasons. So, so if he does get suspended, it's not a total loss, you know. The Saints are not that run-heavy team like – I mean, like like when Kamara first got there, you know, they were a very run-heavy team because he was such an electric uh, player to watch. But, you know, bringing in Michael Thomas, you got Chris Olave, who can look at as, as your number one now, uh, just signed James Washington. They got A.T. Perry in, in the draft, who looks like an electric young star who Derek Carr can make a star if he is, his production is good. It's it's not a total loss if Kamara gets suspended. So, you know, so for one, like I mentioned, you got Jamal Williams, who was the touchdown leader. He has a great personality on and off the field. And then you got Kendra Miller, who he said wants to come for Kamara's spot. So it's going to be an interesting camp, interesting preseason. And the Saints team on paper looks better than last season. So um, I'm really looking forward to it. I think they'll be good. I think they'll win a division. And if my hopes are right, they'll make a run somewhere in the playoffs, hopefully. But this is me speaking now. This could change as the season goes on. So I guess we'll see. This I is going to sound like I... a fucked statement, but I think all three of our – well, you know, we're, there's only three teams here between the four of us. I think all three of our teams could make the playoffs or win our divisions this year. As fucked up as that sounds, dude. The Eagles obviously are the Eagles, and they're probably going to go to the conference finals. The Saints could win that pathetic division. Our division is pretty equally pathetic. The Vikings are not good. I don't care what their record stated. The Packers have Jordan Love now, and until the day I die, Detroit will be Detroit. So let's fucking go. I think all three of our teams can see each other in the playoffs next year yeah we the our division is a bunch of 500 teams at best is that's it at best bears are the only one that uh, i guess i'll never believe i'm like you and i'll never believe the lions are taking that next step so that's why i'll say the bears are the team to take that next step the lions would have traded for lamar if the lions would have traded for lamar jackson they could have taken the next step, I think. That's, that's true. I, I, I understand that Jared Goff had a great season last year. Very productive. I think it was like 29 touchdowns, seven interceptions, 
from a fantasy oh, yeah. perspective, he was top eight. I don't, I don't know if he would have made a difference for that team, like because you have to totally. You got to remember uh, Lamar Jackson. You got to totally change your team to fit him. He is the system essentially. You get certain alignment. You get certain receivers that will block, so he can do what he can do. And then he likes Hi, to go to the tight ends. He like he has a great can of it all, but he's also inaccurate. So like, there's a lot that you got to do. Uh, like it t- it took oh, Miami. Baltimore like a year to. To, to change that team to what he could be comfortable in. No, that's that's fair, Bakley. I understand that. Um, but a team like Detroit, Jimmy Butler's shot takes the lead. Jimmy Butler got the steal. Jimmy Butler made a shot, got the steal, took a shot. Miami's up by two. 2.2 minutes and 26 seconds to go. Holy shit. Um Marcus Smart, wide open three, misses Al Horford, tip and rebound, tie game. This is a great game. Let's fucking go. Throw TNT on if you're watching and listen to us at the same time. Bigley, I understand exactly what you're saying, dude, for sure. But you don't mean you don't think a team like Detroit or a team like Washington or a team like Carolina, if they would have made that trade, fuck New Orleans, Atlanta, any of those teams, Tampa Bay, the whole fucking NFC South. You go, get the, like, go get the MVP and you change your and then you build around that MVP. That's basically how you should have done. And he was there, dangled for everybody to easily Every go and get. And well, I look at it as we're talking about Detroit, and Detroit's a team that hasn't won. They're a team that is like in a rebuild. So what what has uh oh, no, here, wait. done? Never hold on, I'll let you go. You know what Detroit yeah. did instead? Detroit said here. Instead of going and getting an MVP caliber quarterback, we're going to take a fucking running back at pick 12. <laughs> and then we're going to take a middle linebacker to round out the first round. And we fucked up the entire first round of our draft when you should have just used one of those first round picks or both. And you would have been better off going and get Lamar. But thank you. Actually, I thank you, Detroit Lions, because I you are Detroit. And you did a Detroit oh, thing. And, and, then, they, so and then they still got a they still got a top five quarterback from the draft, in my opinion. That they can wait on because he's not going to be Hooker at the play right away. That's the thing, though. But Hendon Hooker isn't anything. So they wasted a pick on a running back. He was one of the top players wasted. coming out until he got hurt. That's there's always five. There's always, top, there's always five quarterbacks. Doesn't mean the fifth Malik one Willis last year. Like, is Malik Willis all over? I'm not saying Hendon Hooker is because we haven't seen him. So that's unfair. So <laughs> I won't say that. But just look at Malik Willis last year. He was supposed to be like pick 10. He dropped yeah. all the way to was it the fourth? 20th yeah. pick in the fourth round. And then and, and, and then what then, did and what oh. did and what did everybody say? He needed to wait a year or two to develop, like some people do. There's a lot of these and guys. Then they, and then they threw him into the game because Tan Hill got hurt when they should have just signed somebody. They threw him in. He wasn't ready to play. That's why he didn't play the Not the playoff game. Yeah. The, the and, game he's, and he stuck. Because he was a he was a project guy that they drafted in the third, fourth round. He wasn't even a first, first second round pick. He was a third rounder. So it wasn't Yo, like it was you, you guys remember when I said this game's over? This game's fucking over on old. <laughs> now, the other side, it's 103 100. Miami's yeah. got the lead and the ball with the fresh 14 and a minute to go. Oh my God. Jesus. What a turn of events. 12 seconds on the shot clock. 
minute and seven seconds left in the game. Miami has a three-point lead. Boston was up 11. Boston was up in the second half by double digits. Miami, it's, it's Jimmy Butler. It is Jimmy Butler willing this team again. I don't know what's funny. He's only leading the team in points by two. Who? Uh, what are the other uh, scoring leaders in the box score? Gabe they Vincent. Caleb, they got Caleb Martin with 25. They got Jimmy. Bam! Bates your boy, Bam Bakley. Yo, Jimmy Butler misses the shot. Bam yeah. goes up. Offensive rebound. Power slams it in. 105-100. 50 seconds yes. ago. Jason Tatum yes, takes 22. a three. Gets fouled on a three. Tatum gets fouled on a three. He kicked his fucking leg out, but he got fouled on the three. Jason Tatum's going to the free throw line, 52 seconds to go in the game. Down five, the Celtics are. If Miami takes this game and goes up 2 nothing going home, oh, boy. He is boy, 22. Oh, boy. All right. So this is, what I said that Miami, this is what I said Miami needed. They needed guys to score to help them out. Like, Butler only has 27. He has a guy with 25, guy with 22. That's help. He's getting that help. That so is help. down the stretch, he got that, and that's why they're Jimmy winning. Butler's that's never score 40 points in a game. That's not his game. He's a defender. 30 point, like, even at 30 is a lot for Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Like, I understand the playoffs is a different game, though, all right? The game slows down. It becomes a half-court game. So, for Jimmy Butler, it's he's a dog, all right? Yeah. He's a fucking dog. There aren't, if, if Kawhi Leonard had Jimmy Butler's dog-like mentality, he would be a top-20 player of all time. He just ain't that guy. All right. Two-point game. Miami's got the ball. 44 seconds to go. Let's see what they got going on here. They're on top of the set. They got to keep. Oh, I don't even know. Vincent. Oh! Gabe Vincent. Two-point shot. Four-point lead. Nasty. Miami Heat up four. 35.1 to go. Gabe Vincent. Ice cold water in his veins. Oh! Damn. Nasty. Shook JT. Nasty. <laughs> I hate both of these teams. I'm just calling them <laughs> like I see it. Out, outscoring Celtics 32 to 20 in the fourth quarter. Is that a shock? After after what we've seen from Miami, they did the same thing to Milwaukee this year. They did the same thing to Milwaukee in the bubble year. The, now they're doing it to fucking Boston. Two games in a row. Whew. Crazy boys. This is a fun game. It was a last night was exactly. fun too. Yeah. The final score was not indicative of no. how that game went at all. LA yeah. had firm control of that game for like 30 But this this could be a defining quarter in this whole series because 1-1 one, one is so different from 2-0, especially oh when you're going to God. Miami, who won game one. So Dude. they were only hoping to steal one game. They're about to steal a second game, go to Miami – where they could win both and sweep the Celtics at best. And you and you said it, you did say it though, that Philadelphia series, Boston struggled winning home game. All playoff. I don't have the statistic in front of me, but they have not won games at home all postseason. Let's see what happens. Jason Tatum takes the inbound. Jimmy Butler with the steal. Ball goes out of bounds. Oh, my God. Jimmy Butler is fucking on him like fucking flies on shit. 
Let's see what Boston's got now. Like I just said, Jimmy Butler's a fucking dog. Another steal. <laughs> Another steal on the inbound. Jimmy Butler, Tatum gets the ball back on the inside, misses the layup. They give him the courtesy superstar foul call. Chase and Tatum will be going to the line 21.6 seconds to go. Man, a fun game. Fun game. This time it was Gabe Vincent and Jimmy Butler together. God damn this guy, man. I want, to go, got, I want to go back to the like just thinking about it. I want to go back to the Saints. One thing I like about the Saints is the fact that they're running backs. They got three guys in the century that can run the rock. And that's a big thing for a guy like Derek Carr. Take pressure off of him. You can run it. And then he has when he needs to throw, he has weapons there in Olave, Thomas, Josh Johnson. He played well last year. He, he did very good catching touchdowns in the middle of the field, it gives them options where, like, last year, I, like, they, they could, but I feel like, I don't know what it is with Alvin Kamara, where you can't give him the ball, like, 200 times. Like, I think he did do it, but not they didn't want to. It was because of injuries. They kind of had mm-hmm. to. But, like, right. he's a guy that's that you kind of have to not overwork him, but then he still produces, like, overall, because he can catch, run, and whatnot. Well, it's like crazy how you have such a great player that you don't do it to, but then you pair him with somebody else just as well. You saw him pairing with Mark Ingram the first time, and then last year, and well, they joined mm-hmm. together where you had one guy that would run, and the other would be like the slasher and pass catcher. Now you got Jamal Williams, who's going to be the short yardage guy, who's kind of kind of be in the twenties, and then you got AK, who would do a lot of pass catching, a lot of twenty to twenty. And then once you get the red zone, then you see Williams there. But then you got that young kid now who is looking to put some uh, weight on, and you can go to him at times. It gives you a lot where you don't have to throw it 35 times a game with Derek Carr. It gives you that flexibility in that division where you got that the best uh, roster on, in that division, essentially. I think Carolina is going to surprise people with Bryce Young, but the Saints should be primed to take that division. They should be. And you can, as long as they keep that, like the 50 50 play calling with run the pass, they should be great. Yo, I love the Saints talk, but y'all, let's dig this right quick. Jason Tatum hit both of his free throws, bringing him to 34 13 and 8 on the night. Superstar performance. On the flip side, didn't notice this. Remember earlier? When Grant Williams hit that three and I said the game's over, well, I didn't see after he hit that three. He got right in Jimmy Butler's ear and chirped and talked all this shit. You know what Jimmy Butler did? He grinned. Since then, 20-9 to Miami Heat run. Dog. Dog. You don't get in. Yo, watch that replay. Holy shit. Crazy. But Miami got the inbounds in, gave Vincent to the free throw line. Hit his first one. Max Struess is now back in the game. So let's see. Big free throw for Gabe here. Speaking of that game one, Duncan Robinson had zero points. Duncan Robinson had zero. This game, he has 15. Oh, okay. Okay. Whereas, well, technically, he kind of, it's Lowry has zero now, but he had Jason Tatum, D3, misses it. Miami gets the rebound and the foul. 
This game is what does Stacy King say? Beep beep. Drive home safely, folks. <laughs> this game's over. <laughs> Miami Heat going up two nothing. The play in seed. Miami fucking Heat. But again, they were injured all year. They're not your normal eight seed. Very reminiscent of the Houston Rockets eight seed. I digress. Craziness, boys. Miami Heat up two nothing. Denver Nuggets two nothing. A couple of us said, including myself, Boston wins this series. Does Boston still win the series? Bakelish. Jeez, that's a big difference too. Oh, like I said, jeez. I think they could. Like I, I was ready to say like one one. I was going to say game three. Whoever won that would be in a great driver's seat there, especially Boston. But now it's 2-0. That, 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 that's a big difference. That means just to get within it, like Boston has to take at least one of them, but they don't take two. They're, they're done. There's a lot of pressure on them. There's, it's over 111-105. But I feel like it's still a big game, game three, for Miami to take that uh, to get that 3-0 lead because it's a d- big difference. I, I think I, I'm going to say Boston right now, but I'm say if game three, Miami takes it, I think Miami wins it. I'm going to look to find a sports book right now and see what the, <laughs> the, the money line is for Boston to win this series. Because quite yeah. frankly, I still think Boston's the better team. And I still think they come back and win this series. So, like, if they're like plus six hundred or something, I might put a hundred dollars down on it. Dylan, Boston, or Miami? So I said earlier, you know, when we first made our predictions that Celtics were going to win, and yeah, I think they made a trade. Just so you know, sorry, (laughs) Maddie and I. Yeah, we we uh, so we were working on that here. We were just sitting here talking, shooting the shit. So. Wow. Trey Lance and Jackson Smith and the Jibba for Kyler Murray and Jordan Addison. For me personally, not looking at who had who, I would much rather get the Kyler side, I think. Streets, yeah, that's no doubt. Got the Trey Lance. Oh, Streets, you got the, the, the Trey Lance side. Talk so to me. So I about want, it. yep. So I, I have sorry, higher seat. So you don't, yeah, sorry. Anyway. Big trade team and we. When fantasy, when we're live and fantasy football trades come in, god damn it, they are the fucking first priority. <laughs> so you obviously every there's no doubt. I've said it over and over. JS sends my number one wide receiver for dynasty football purposes and of this class. And I think as good as Jordan Addison is, um, you're gonna probably just be the the two there. Where I think JSN go by the, halfway through next season, JSN is the guy. In Seattle, um, and there's already a lot of reports out there like clamoring over this. Like, I, I'm gonna regret that the Bears did not take this kid. Like, they, I'm, I know it. I'm just gonna eat at me for a, a while on this one. So I had to get a J. I had to get JSN. I just had to get him. And I'm not gonna win next year. So I think Trey Lance actually is going. He's I don't. We've talked about this before too. I don't buy Brock. Brock Purdy's nothing, dude. I don't. He's nothing. He's he doesn't not, do anything. Not. All he, he does is, is manage. Nothing. No, I. You people want to say he's good. No, he manages the game for Kyle. He did. Hundred 
he doesn't elevate that offense at all, dude. He did you see the? <laughs> did you see the new reports that Sam Darnold's going to be the guy? Yeah, and they really like him a lot. They're, they're not going to. Sam Darnold's not going to be the guy. It's coach speak again going on down there. Like you don't take a guy, you don't take a, a guy third and move up to get him third. And then he gets shafted because he plays in a, the worst weather all season long in the NFL and then gets hurt the next week and then gets never gets a look at again out there. New. No, I don't believe that's going to happen. What I believe is going to, I'm not, I'm, and this is why I did the trade. I don't believe Trey Lance is going to, he might not start next year, but he's going to get in that game. I don't know yet. We'll see. I feel like if Purdy's ready, I don't think, I know. Is Sam Dart? No. Darnold. Might not Darnold's going to be Purdy is trash. I get this. Yeah, what I'm saying. No. If you Darnold. watch fucking football, <laughs> I don't give a fuck what his record is. That dude is trash. He's, all right, he manages. This is that's what I'm saying though. Is there's a Darnold, reason. All right, he's going to be looking for Jimmy G. But there's a reason why the San Francisco 49ers fans were begging to go from Brock Purdy back to Jimmy G. And let me tell you, Jimmy G is trash. All right, he's not going to win in Vegas. He is a systematic quarterback, just as Brock Purdy was. He just did it better. Continue. That's what but so that's what I'm saying. Perfect. You said it. So at some point, maybe next season, it could be late in the season next year. I still believe Lance is going to get out there. He's going to get into a game, and like he's going to elevate the offense at some point out there from what he does, just his skill set, and it's going to be like whoa. Like His we don't feet. have a game. We don't have a game manager. We have a guy that actually like defenses are scared of facing all of a sudden out there. Like he's not just back there managing the game, throwing four yard slants to every to everybody. Like it's not gonna happen with him. So I do believe he gets another shot out there. And because I'm not gonna win next year, um, I wanted to get JSN, who I believe has the higher ceiling, and then I get the flyer back with because obviously to me JSN value higher than Addison. So you had to feel you're gonna get like a second round pick back with it or like a complimentary piece. I feel like, listen, for you people out there, I'll give advice too. I feel like JSN and Jordan Addison are pretty similar, especially over the next couple of seasons. And what do I always do? What do I always preach? Win, 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 no matter what. If you're not first, you're last. I get Street said he's not winning this year. But at the end of the day, Jason and Addison aren't that far off. I think Kyler's stock is much bigger than Trey Lance's, even though I am a Trey Lance believer. Should have at least got another second-round pick with it or a complimentary piece like a Kadarius Tony or something along those lines. I'm, I'm good. I, Sky so, Moore. And I, like, and I like Kyler. And I think Kyler's okay. And I think Kyler's value's taking a little bit of hit here. And this is somebody who actually thinks Kyler is worth more than what he's get like getting via trade value out there. I still, to me, it's dead on even value back and forth in that trade. And that's why we did. I think the gap. You're the guru. And you're I the face of the fantasy space. So that's why we. I think to do. here's what's going to happen, Addison. I mean, go read the article on bloodlinenetwork.com. You can go do it. Top 10 rookies because I have Addison ahead of JSN because Addison walks into the perfect scenario to be the number one rookie wide receiver this year because he's also going to probably see 100 targets right off the bat. Which is another Easily. reason why I argue the way I argue because, again, if you know me, you know how I play. 
But what I think is also going to happen is JSN, I like I said in the article also, it's not. I think he's going to be too good to the point where he just downgrades the shit out of DK and Lockett more than he has just outvalued himself in this offense. Like, I we talked about it was on the draft show when it happened. I think he was that night or something. I said, now you have go trade DK. You this is you have to do it now. Mm-hmm. He's declined every year for the last three years, um, and I won't be shocked. At all, number one, I don't. I won't even be shocked if JSN becomes the two there this season already, and then I wouldn't be shocked by next year going into next season. We're saying like Olave or Wilson or something like like, like JSN's that guy, and he's taking over that offense. So I'm not that shocked at it, but I'm not. But I am willing I to wait that. on that year. So that's why, and I had to get him. It's just shocking because we just talked about how much we we respectively still loved Kyler. So oh, like, I think he's great. I, don't, I think he's still a top 12-ish quarterback, but he's also going to miss um, – he's also going to miss probably half a season at this with right. the injury before he comes oh, back. Oh, so Lance is the wild card. I still believe in Lance. It might not be this year, but it might be next year. So I get the quarterback back that is I could still use in fantasy. So as I, as I plot I my return here. But I get the guy that I want to bail. It was JSN. That's great. And for all you fans out there and you guys still watching, you got it all tonight. You got some wrestling talk. You got some basketball talk. You got some NHL talk. You got some MLB talk. We did hella NBA talk again with the playoffs live. We did the watch along. General fantasy football. You got a, a fucking trade while we were live on air for more of what we were just talking about with fantasy football. Go and check out Roto Slappers live every Monday, most Saturdays. Go check out Roto Slappers. But, boys, you got anything else before we get out of here? I think we kind of checked all the boxes. I had to get some fantasy in the show. That's what I do. So I had to bring it into the show at some point. I appreciate it. Perfect. I'm just like the – you. I am the novice for the NBA. So that that's why I had to get my little, little fantasy football in here. Well, this was cool. This was literally just a come shoot the shit show. But we usually do top rope wrestling talk Friday nights right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Friday night was open. We're like, hey, let's go talk some sports. We'll some wine. A little. We'll, we have, we'll talk some wine. Let the, fuck, we'll, yeah. we let the Bloodline Network be your sommelier. <laughs> yeah, right. We, Dylan's talking about Aldi wine, Walmart wine, prosciutto. Prosecco, um, you know, we just, you got that TV I, in the background behind streets or in the mirror. Bro, That's Ozzie Gian. That's Ozzy Gian on there. Yeah, we're right yeah, watching the white. Did we win streets? We win or we lose? We won. Oh, shocking! Big shock. Copac, big shock. Yo, eight inning shutout. Big. Uh, throw your ones up to our boy Justin, man. We love Justin. Justin, we love you so up, much, buddy? bro. Can't wait to chop it up with you. If you're free tomorrow night. I'll be right back on these airwaves live for the Tim King show, talking a little bit of wrestling, probably more WWE based because I do the AEW Dynamite review every week on Wednesdays. So I don't have as much to talk about. Bakley and I killed it. And I mean, killed it this past Wednesday. Go back and check out the AEW Dynamite review. But boys, I don't think we got too much else to talk about. So 
No. Let's ride on out of here. I appreciate you guys joining me on this impromptu fucking awesome night of talking. Dylan, let's start with you, my dude. First of all, thank you for everything that you do for us. Your website graphics are fucking ridiculous. And you're even doing all of mine and streets video graphics now. You did this one for us. And I know our man below me hits you up too. So like you are basically the graphic designer for what we do, especially the three of us do on the bloodline and on the website. So Dylan, thank you again so very much for everything you do. Let the people know where they can find you, my brother. So first of all, yeah, it, it's, this is awesome. You know, doing graphics was something that I used to do, you know, prior to podcasting and stuff like that. So getting more and more uh, knowledge about it and, you know, learning new apps and uh, using paid apps and learning that I can do more and more and more. It opens me up for so much. And, you know, the fact that you gave me this opportunity to do the graphics for the website, for Roto Slappers, for Cage's stuff, for, for all of his videos and whatnot, you know, it's all a big uh, just just a big opportunity that you know, I've been getting in. It's awesome. So the fact that I get to do this for y'all, it's an absolute honor. So I want to keep doing it. And, and yeah, man, it's, it's awesome. But yeah, you can find our podcast that we do at world elite pod. We're releasing a new audio episode tomorrow. I know Marcus kept saying on, on the episode uh, for the live stream that it was coming out today, but I had to keep correcting him that it was on Saturday, not Friday, but uh so yeah, you can find their podcast there, uh, live streams, audio and whatnot on YouTube and something special, hopefully soon coming to the Bloodline Network. I know Tim and I have been kind of on the secretive part of things, but hopefully soon enough, we'll be able to start talking more about it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We will. We will. And we will appreciate you greatly. Go check out Worldly Lee Podcast. Dylan, Marcus and Jordan. Glad Jordan's back doing great things over on world elite thank you again dylan for what you do bakley my boy cage my iq thank you for everything you do you are absolutely the man you fucking rock hard as fuck on this network all your mma content your sports content your wrestling content you're a writer you're a fucking social media manager you're the man dude love you bakley thank you for what you do where can the people find you well, before that, I see that we don't have women's tag champs anymore. They vacated the titles, and they're going to crown new mm -hmm. champions on May 29th Raw. So that's going to happen. And then... Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! They just announced that like an hour ago. So Liv and Raquel aren't champions anymore. So that, that helps my thought process of Raquel going to win money in the bank. So... <laughs> because of that injury, so it must be a bigger injury than we thought, unless it's uh, just part of the storyline for them to get them off, and then you can kind of have Elba Fire and what's-her-name, Widom. They should just win them and yeah, just have them. You should know her name. You know, you know Ginger Alliance, but, you know. Correct, correct, correct. <laughs> you just move them up with the titles and then vacate the NXT. That would be the process that I thought you would go with, but... Uh, that just happened, and then Orange Cassidy is wrestling Kyle Fletcher on Wednesday for their international title. Cool. So there's two cool. pieces of news there, but yeah, man, uh, we got a lot of news in MMA, of course. I did the 
Francis Naganu signing with PFL. That is huge news. Kind of the needle mover in MMA we've talked about for years. There has to be that big name that goes and leaves the UFC, go elsewhere to get the fighter pay changed in the UFC. You, you got to have that movement kind of in boxing where they have like HBO, Showtime, you got ESPN, you got these different uh, associations where fighters can go and make more money. And this is a way to start that. You got the heavyweight champion. He was a champion, hurt, and he decides, I'm going elsewhere. So he goes, signs a, a deal with the PFL. He's going to be making eight figures over in the PFL. And then any opponent that fights him is going to be making at least $2 million, no less. He's trying to help out not just himself, but everybody else. And then he's also the ambassador of the Africa, PFL Africa. He's going to try and get town from Africa over to build up that PFL roster He's doing big things there. You can check out that article on the Bulldog Entertainment Network's website. did it a couple of days ago. I put out my uh, UFC Vegas 73 video. You got that tomorrow on ESPN+. Plus. There's going to be a week gap, so I'm not doing anything next week. But after that, I got eight straight weeks of UFC cards, so I'll be putting out more content there. We got a huge summer. We got... We got uh, the Ultimate Fighter coming back with Conor McGregor returning as one of the coaches against Michael Chandler. They're going to announce the fight between the two of them at lightweight. I think they're going to fight in November. But that's going to be on ESPN+. Plus. That's a big thing. You're going to see Conor McGregor. His docu- documentary on Netflix just came out yesterday. Check it out. And a really good watch. I watched half of it so far. Check that out. But, man... MMA's popping right now this summer, and we got a lot to go for it. So you can check out all my stuff on the Bloodline Entertainment Network, and then you can find me on Twitter at KJIQ. You're the man, dude. You fucking slay everything you do. Your videos, your articles. Again, like he just said, BloodlineNetwork.com. Go check out Cage's UFC 7, Vegas 73, Bat Slip, and let him help you win some money, baby. Streets, my dude, the Roto Slapper, every Monday night with Big Texas, every other Saturday with your boy, coming soon to be every Saturdays, coming soon to be Monday nights with Maddie. Streets, where can the people find you? Twitter's the best way, probably the only way. Um, I do have Instagram, I think, though. Bakley found me on Instagram. I give him, so I do have Instagram. <laughs> I just never go on it, but... um. Twitter at Streets Athan. That is Streets with the Z, Athan, like a marathon. So at Streets Athan. Yep. And you can find all of the articles, the rankings from baseball, which I, there's a big update. I, once I, I'll say this again, I, I'll say it on Monday. I've said it last Monday. Ex, the rank, expect the rankings to slow down a little bit for baseball. So it's going to be more once a week, bi weekly type thing. And we've reached a point now where. I be, do what you want to do. The overall rankings were a gauge of more of trading early on in the season, but as the as we get closer into it, um, that changes drastically. So I might actually be changing from the top 300 just to positional rankings for baseball. So now you can go in and you can just see catcher, first base, second base. Um, 
top 30, 40 guys for each one. So we might do that moving forward. Because if you know what, if you if you like a Josh Lowe, for instance, who's ranked 150, and you think he's breaking out, and you can you want to go get him, and you want to use a guy that I have ranked 90 or 80, go do it. Because you know what, that's baseball, and I can tell you right now, by the end of the season, Josh Lowe might be a top 50 player at this point. So. That's just this is what it goes. So that's why we might retire the top 300. We had a good run with it. I hope it helped. And we might go to just positional rankings for baseball. But anyways, bloodlinenetwork.com. You can go check that there. Running back is live. Wide receiver is live for redraft. Yeah. Uh, quarterback is done. That will be the next rollout this upcoming week. So get ready for the quarterback as that one goes. Uh, the 120 round two is coming next. I updated the 120 round one, obviously, by adding Bijan in. So all fantasy football rankings are uh, rolling out there as we get that kicking. Because Blake, our, our our guy, big Texas, the Texas Ranger down there, he is um, killing it. So I'm letting him take some reins on the Roto Slappers baseball a little bit more there. And he's going to get you some waiver articles, too, as we go there. So Roto Slappers does have oh. some other stuff coming there. So, But Blake's going to handle some of the writing on that one. But, yeah, I'll still be there for you. We'll talk Monday night's. Roto Slappers Fantasy Baseball. And as Tim told you, we are getting ready. We are gearing up because football is, it's just, it is, it's the king. And we're getting ready to get you ready for all of your fantasy football leagues because we are about to go weekly and then twice a week <laughs> as we get closer to the <laughs> football so, is king, dude. And, you know, as much as I love talking wrestling, as I love talking wrestling, football is my fucking passion. So the wrestling talk room, your boy is going to die down just a little bit. And me and Street's going to be doing Monday nights with Maddie during half times of Monday night football. Monday night Maddie, that. baby. Monday night um, Maddie. <laughs> Monday night Maddie. Maddie's going to be so dope. We're going to be doing, we're either going to do Saturday nights or Sunday mornings, maybe both. It just depends upon when we get more interaction with questions on waivers because we're here to help people. Like, like, listen, go back and listen to us. We're not sitting here like fucking – we're not experts. We are not experts by any means. But if you need trade advice, if you need waiver questions, start sit advice, we're here. We'll help you. We're not your fucking ESPN or your Yahoo, your CBS. We're different. We'll give you the our mindset, which is a lot of times – a better mindset because that's what we're doing and we're in 22 fucking leagues each yep. street is the man kills it with his articles on the website bloodlinenetwork.com all those rankings i don't know why he still does fantasy baseball i'm just kidding i know why he does he loves it dude and if he loves it he loves it but fantasy football season is upon us you can go and check out our top 30 rookies for dynasty that was awesome to put together i'm a sick fucking addict i'm in seven dynasty rookie leagues we average that up and put that together well, so you're gonna rank too so it's not just me i'm I'll just be, rolling out mine but oh, you're, yeah. you're ranking well, i'll be ranking too i'm all up in this fantasy football game dude as much as anybody else dude trust we're gonna me. Some weighted rankings for you because they're gonna vary. We are. we're gonna have we're gonna have at least three people ranking so we're gonna have streets myself and we're gonna get one other person We'll have at least, you know, 40 at each position, 80, 60, 70 wide receiver, et cetera, et cetera. Um, before we go, yo, Brian Cook was watching playoff basketball, playoff hockey with some friends. Yeah, so are we. That's what we were doing here. <laughs> and Brian, oh, yeah. thank you for tuning in. We love you, man, so much, dude. You're such a great dude. 
Bear down. Always throw your ones up to our boy, Brian Cook. And Brian, go back and listen a little earlier. There was actually some Blackhawk conversation. Yes, Blackhawk conversation. The hockey game's in overtime. 108 days, by the way, just so you know. So 108 days to start of the regular season? So Labor Day. So instead of nine, instead of landing on Labor Day, we're going to, I'm getting, I'm getting ready. So I think we're going to roll, we're going to start Monday. So I think I'm going to do more of like a hundred and something. It was, we're going to, st- we're going to end a little bit before Labor Day. I still, but I think we're going to get started on the players. I just wanted to announce that. So yeah. And if you guys like, six, you guys like 60 second content, I dirt sheet with Dan every Monday, Wednesday. Oh yeah. Friday. Dirt sheet Dan. My guy, dirt sheet Dan <laughs> dropping the dirt sheet knowledge on you. And streets. It's the best I thought it yeah, it's a fantastic. That makes <laughs> we thought that Streets was going to do 90 players in 90 days, and that's what he's going to do for fantasy. Instead, it looks like he's going to do a little over 100. So let's go. Streets going to be popping, doing his thing. Did I hear that right? Or are you still doing 90 players in 90 days? No, I might just I might do 100 players and call it a day. I, thought. I was 90, just making sure. 90 was eating. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up, hold up, hold up. All right, all right. I can't do an exit um, <laughs> when we got this entrance. Um, so let me go ahead. And oh, this is the pop. So there you go. We got to stop the exit and get an introduction for the man, the tribal chief himself, Kevin <laughs> from Clark. What's up, fellas? What is going on? What's, What's up, going on? Man, what? great job hosting, by the way, Tim. Man, love it. Love it. Glad you could fill in, you know. Shout out to Top Rope Wrestling Talk, by the way, too. Yeah, big shout to getting the Top Rope. All right, so for the first time all night, thanks, Nick. I wasn't able to show off the sexiness that he put on for us because we were blocking it. But I guess since we get five people, it shows up. Fucking wild stream yard. But look at this beauty that Nick put behind us. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate what you do. Kicking it with the bloodline. Oh, love it. Devin. How was your how was SmackDown tonight, brother? Oh, loved it, loved it. Just a soap opera, drama filled episode with the goodness of the tribal chief himself. So yes, I, I enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. Just so much drama that it keeps you going and keeps you guessing for the next episode. So it's a little the little the little small interaction between him and Solo and Tribal Chief. Looking a little worried when he did that. I was like, oh, yeah. that's a new, little new expression. I've never seen that emotion before. So uh, I like that. I like that. He looked, he did look worried. He had, what What did they do, Devin? He did a little shoulder bump accidentally to Solo. Yeah, a little, yeah, a little accidental short, shoulder bump, you know. Yeah. And Solo <laughs> looked at him like, excuse me? <laughs> like, you can fuck with them. I understand you're fucking, but you're touching me yeah. now. Travel Chiefs like, oh shit, my fault, my fault. And then the Usos, the Usos lost to the Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar yes. in the main event. Yes. What that looked like a banger. I just had it at the corner of my eye, but how was that? Oh, that phenomenal match! They gave it a lot of a lot of time for that match to breathe for the crowd and for the TV audience. Enjoyed it. Uh, you know, just the Usos is on this losing streak and <laughs> just driving this further separation between the Usos and Tribal Chiefs. So I'm just enjoying this. I'm just, I'm just want to see where, how far they're going to take this. Hell yeah. So where, so brother, let me ask you that. Where do you think they're, they're going to take it? Do you think it goes to money in the bank 
in a tag match between the, the four of them, or do you think it works all the way to SummerSlam? Oh, man. You, you know what the beauty about this Bloodline story? It's hard to traject now. Like, I, I've been stopped trying to follow it and trying to predict what's going to happen next because it's, we just got so many swerves. So now I'm just in, you know, I'm just in the moment of, I'm just enjoying every moment of of this story. So I couldn't tell you, you know, right. my next prediction because most likely it could be a swerve. So that's, you know, I'm just let get just letting you know my perspective, how much I'm just enjoying yes. the story from the bloodline. Which makes sense because when we, we, let's face it, when they carried it over from WrestleMania, when most of us, including myself, <laughs> All right, including myself, are still bitching. We love the tribal chiefs, but we're still bitching that they didn't put the belt on the man, Cody. We had to figure where we're going to go with this. And this is a great, great continuation of that story for sure. And I'd like to talk about it for a minute, but my boy Dylan, he's been here for a few hours. He's got to get up early in the morning for work. Yo, we signed you off already. I appreciate you. Tell the people goodbye and go upon your way, my dude. Hey, man, absolutely. It's always always a pleasure streaming with you guys. Even Devin, I got to see you for a few minutes, but yeah, we'll have right. to do something soon. <laughs> most, def- most definitely, man. We'll have a little short collab, bro. I got you. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Take it easy, guys. Appreciate you, Dylan. Thanks for coming on, brother. Appreciate you, man. All righty, all righty. Well, I'm in no rush. I know he had to get out of here a little early. Uh, streets, uh, your wife hasn't come home. The dogs haven't barked no. yet. Thankfully, your kids no, are still so <laughs> oh, I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here ready to still chill now that the tribal chief is here. So uh, if you guys want to keep kicking it, let's kick it and kick it. I got my son playing WWE 2K23, so. Oh. <laughs> What's he doing? Yeah. What's he got? Yeah. He's got a mode NXT. Or- He's got an NXT Battle Royal going right now. Ah, okay. So that's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing. By the way, get ready for the Gaming with the Bloodline starting next week. JD, the first lady of the Bloodline, kicking it off on Monday. So get ready. I think it's going to be around 11-ish p.m. Eastern, right after De Niro, Raw, Raw Dogging with De Niro. Nice. Oh, so we're going to have a triple play on Monday. Nice. Night. So we're going to get Roto Baseball raw dogging with our boy De Niro and then gaming with the first lady. Ooh. Mm, like it. Love it. Here's a question. I mentioned it before Devin came on. Uh, Devin, what do you think about uh, the the tag titles for the women? They dropped them. Uh, and there's going to be new champs on May 29th. Uh, I understand why because, you know, Know, unfortunate reasons for Liv Morgan. You got to do what you got to do. So you got to move on. So the show go on. So, so yeah, I wish they would have did it at Night of Champions. But I guess it's just maybe they did have enough time. But mm-hmm. maybe they thought Liv Morgan was going to be healthy enough. Maybe I don't mm-hmm. know. But I said, I said, like, you, you got champions on there from NXT. Like, yeah. maybe, like, maybe you could have just. Upgrade them to champions and then have them drop the NXT ch- belts. <laughs> so then you could do exactly what Indy Hartwell did uh, down there because they're Absolutely. just going to hold the belts and they really haven't done anything since getting called up. It's like they're just holding belts and doing nothing with them. But they should at least be in that match 
to who, who they crown as new champions. They should at least have them in it, I think. I agree. I agree. The NXT Women Tag Team Champion should be at least part of that. And then, yeah. But what what, what are they going to do with their belts, though? They're on SmackDown. They're going to yeah. just run both shows, NXT. <laughs> and they're trying to get a little love to the NXT Women Division. So yeah. maybe, man. I- I don't think it really matters. I, I do know that before she got hurt, there was a lot of talk that they were trying to make that new uh, w- woman, Danny Palmer, and tag her with that Sol Ruka, and they were going to give them a push, but then Sol Ruka got hurt, yeah. so that kind of killed that, which sucked because she was blossoming uh, Damn, every bro. week that she was appearing. Yes, yes, Sol Ruka is phenomenal. Like, yeah, phenomenal. Speaking of titles, I got a question. What do you think they're going to do with the women's titles? Are you thinking they're going to introduce new titles or eventually they're going to switch for the Raw and SmackDown champion? I think they got I think it would be beneficial if they just made new titles and got rid of the red and blue and yeah, for the tag so. titles, eventually get rid of the red and blue and just have one Raw, one SmackDown and just have it look like uh, a belt. It doesn't have to look like Red and blue, you know. Does that make you could have just had them come out and already have it switched. You don't even have to explain it, to be honest. Just be like, oh, she's coming out and she automatically has the red belt now. And make people be like, oh, I guess they switched it. You don't need to make it like a spectacle <laughs> like like last time. Just like, oh, we did what needed to be done. Uh, Boom. They switched them already. Like Now it's getting to the point where it's like, what are you doing? You got the Raw champ on SmackDown and you got the SmackDown champ on Raw. It's just kind of hilarious at this point. And I'm glad both yeah, both people are champions, but it's like, just switch it already. Just do something. Well, especially because they still call it the Raw title and the SmackDown title. Like, if they were just, like, to call it the like, Bianca's the women's champion, it would be fine, yeah. but, like, she's the Raw women's champion, but she's on SmackDown. Like, I'm not one of those people who are going to sit here and be upset about the logistics behind it. It, I get it. She's on SmackDown. She's got a red belt, whatever. But the name Raw Women's Champion is fucking silly if she was representing SmackDown. So I hope they make, like that Intercontinental title that they made back in the day, make a sexy-ass women's title that looks like that or something and make two of them, you know? But what would you call it, though? If you're going to introduce new titles, what would you call the titles, though? The so World like, Heavyweight Champion and the Universal Championship. I would just call it. Yeah, I mean, for the world title, what was it? WWE and Universal or WWE and World, right? Yeah. So you have WWE and World, I guess. It's it's silly as fuck, I I get I get what you guys are saying. Like WWE champion, yeah. world world champion, but, right? But the thing with Rhea and Bianca is they got so much history that that title switch in the ring makes sense because they're eventually going to throw down. Like we all thought Rhea was going to win to take it from Bianca. The fact that Rhea won went after Charlotte was like, all right, mind blowing, makes sense. But mind blowing, we all know. Mommy and Bianca are going at it at some point. It's a matter of when, likely at WrestleMania. So them getting in the ring, doing a face-off, and like kind of making fun of Becky and Charlotte and throwing the belts at each other, 
would be fun. Kind of makes but, but I like how they did that te- little tease that they gave you with uh, Rhea and Becky, with Rhea watching Becky cut the promo by the Titan Tron. And it's like, okay, they're, they're teasing you. You don't know when that's going to happen, but it's going to happen down the line. But they gave mm-hmm. you that subtle tease like, okay, that might be a, a pro- like a thing going between the two of them soon. Maybe SummerSlam. Well, we're getting Becky and Trish at Night of Champions, yeah. which is wildly fast, which you had to assume was going to happen because why else is Trish there? Well, at Canada. I thought maybe Canada, but it's got to be Rhea Becky in Canada now at this point. Like, what else are you going to do? This was Rhea Natty. Fuck. That I'll bitch about. I say I don't like to bitch. That I will bitch about. Anything involving Natalia makes me want to complain. She's a utility player for them, but unfortunately, she's just, to me, she's bland. She's just blah. You know, mm-hmm. that's why, maybe that's why she gets the typical response from the from the general public, from the audience, because she, she's just a, a blah character, heel or face. She's like the big Flip, you could wow. plug her in like one pay per view to challenge for the belt, and then boom, she got her quota for the year. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah, that tag team, that women's tag team title is definitely interesting. Elba and Isla rocking those NXT titles on SmackDown tonight really, I guess I'll bitch again, kind of bothered me because it makes zero sense. You're going to defend them on all the shows. Why? The main roster has a tag team belt. Why are you bringing the NXT belts up? If anything, just merge them together. But then you have to send an Raw to SmackDown yeah. and SmackDown to NXT. <laughs> and he and let me let me get oh, usage out of my let me get usage out of my name down there in Dirt Sheet Dan. There's there's rumors out there that <laughs> a certain tag team could be coming back to WWE, and I think it would bolster the women's division. In the iconic, yeah, iconics. Oh, uh, dirty Dan, dirty Dan. Oh, I like shut dirt your mouth, dirty Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I love dirt sheet like, stuff. So I'm gonna... That would be like a huge bring back for, them, watch. for that division where they really haven't been the same since they were there. If you think about it, like they were the oh. champions, they actually held it, and they were doing something with it, and then it just died down because the lack of tag teams and that's a fortified tag team but that's what they are they are a tag team and that's what they're going to be used for and uh, you got teams like they need to build these tag teams you can't just have these makeshift teams where you only have two or three of them you need to bring in more teams however well you do it like I do like the ginger lines I just like to call them that to me they can be a tag team try and get the iconics to come back try and lure teams like that you got uh, Chance and Carter on the Raw. You got a tag mm-hmm. team there. Mm-hmm. And like add well, these I'm... teams. It, it Even if you just have four teams, that's uh, that's four teams that fortify that are there that you can mix a match with and then go from there. But and you like, got more. You got Emma yeah. and Dana Brooke you could put together. Yeah. You got Shotzi and Tegan Knox. you could put together. Yeah. Like exactly. you have legitimate. You could bring Nia Jax back, put her with Tamina. That tag team was fun. Like you can do things with these women. Yeah, but here's here's the I thing. Love are awesome. I love here's your the thing though. Doing that without taking away from the the singles division. 
which you can't, you easily can, because all you have to do, why can't, if you, well, I guess they can't, but like, (laughs) I was going to say, if you can do it for the men, why can't you for the women? But there's so many women. You make like the uh, Valentina and the other one tonight when I saw them, I was like, holy fuck. They're not using local enhancement talent. They're using call-ups from NXT. That's tight. Like, that's a new way to introduce talent. Instead of, like, the indie stars in town, why don't you use your lower NXT talent? I thought that was... But they're not even even naming them. They didn't even recognize them as NXT talent. They just said that they were there. No way. Yeah. So you didn't even know that it was, what's her name, Valtina Perose. You didn't even know it was her. They just didn't recognize it. it, which was which was nuts, but, like, I see him figuring it out sooner or later, but it's, like, like, you got, like, a, like a, a company like Impact where they don't have anything, but their women's division, they find a way to put the, the tag team division in almost every week, and I think that would be a beneficial thing for WWE if they did that. You got three hours on Raw, do, like, put it on Raw, like, I still think the w, I think WWE slayed it with their women's division yeah. tonight, bro. Oh no, no, no! I, I agree. Oscar and Zelina was tight. You had the Raquel promo right after with Bailey and Io, and then fuck, I'm missing a couple of things. But, I just think that the, there was the like four or five. There was like four women segments tonight, which yeah. was awesome. I just think the way that they put both tag belts on SmackDown, they should have put at least one of them on Raw, maybe both, because you got more time with three hours compared to two to actually do a program on Raw every week with that. Whereas on SmackDown, it's only two, and you kind of have to do a little bit more uh, wrestling-based over the more promos that you do on Raw. And you can at least get more work out of the roster over there. And that's how you utilize the the tag division, because they've always put them, I feel like, on SmackDown. And I never got why. If they're just going to have him on Raw and do more there, just place it there, use it, and everybody will be like, okay, that's how they're going to revive it. They're going to utilize that time that they have, that extra 60 minutes. Yeah. I dig it. Yeah. Yeah, I thought maybe they was going to tell the, have the ladies uh, defend. You know, you know. I just lost my thought. Watch them do Keaton Chance and yeah, Carter. All the time, so. <laughs> I just lost my thought. I watch had they, it. I was like, uh, and it's well, watch. They have a rematch, and for the titles, they have Chance and Carter versus uh, Fire and Dawn. Dude, which would be dope. But that should be the final. Right, there would be the finals. That would be a cool. But we all, Devin, who's winning the women's tournament? We all know who's winning that tag tournament. Who is it? Oh, Beck! Oh, not Becky. Uh, Ronda and yeah, Shayna. That's it. I almost feel like they just pulled the belts. Like Liv might not even be hurt. All right, think they might have just is a work. Yeah, because they might not want Liv and Raquel to take a clean loss to them. So, what better way to transition the belts from Becky to Liv and Raquel? You boost Liv and Raquel. Liv fucking pin Trish. Raquel fought these bitches one on two. Then she's like, all right, we got to relinquish. All right, cool. So then Raquel doesn't lose. Liv doesn't lose. Ronda and Shayna win. 
like Dan's been saying, Dan, weird name, like Bakley's been saying, <laughs> Raquel's going to go and win the money in the bank, which more than makes sense. So that way no one loses any steam in the process. So I do, I think it's a work. As long as Rod is not hurt after after that kick that she threw oh, on she Raw. Like she yeah. threw it, and then you could tell how she did it. She like fucked something up. But then she kind of like didn't show it. She like kind of held it in because you saw her like stumble at the end of the kick with how she did it. She tried to kick her too far away. Yeah, she slipped. That looked like yeah. yeah, that's a it's a groin pull right there, but yeah. yeah. That is what it is. It is what it is. Streets. Night of Champions is coming next Saturday, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. We likely will be doing a watch along, so be right here. But Seth Rollins or AJ Styles, who's winning that world championship? No clue what's going on. I will say <laughs> Seth Rollins. Boom. That a boy. The best. That a boy. The no best should the stories, win. But yeah, no. I was, was going to say Baxter. You know I don't speak Spanish. But um, <laughs> but I'll, I'll throw a guess out there. Uh, oh, <laughs> I'll say Seth Rollins. My man. My man. Let's go to Dirt Cheat Dan, the wrestling fan. What's your take? Who's winning this match? You would think that it's a raw title. They would put it on the wrong brain guy and Seth Rollins. Who knows now? Because you got everything in, in, in the media trying to t- trying to steer you away from that. Even though I still think it's going to be Seth with the whole uh, Captain America New World Order movie coming in and him playing one of the villains in it. Uh, one of the Cobra uh, villains, Seth Rollins. So he's filming it. That's why they did the uh, the things, the one-on-one uh, vignettes. It's because he's away right now filming the movie. So I still think it's going to be Seth, and it would make no, it would make no, it doesn't make any like reference for him to lose to AJ. And then what, what's going to happen? They can switch spots. And then it's going to be Seth can actually do something with Roman down the line. No, they're not going to do it. It's going to be Seth Rollins. He's going to win. He's the guy to push right now. Like just like you said, he lost all those matches. He did what uh, WWE wanted, being a company man, and now he's the guy to win it. They put out the fact that he is Triple H's number one guy. Boom, get him on there. Everybody loves him now. Seth Rollins, he's winning. My man, my man, Devin. What do you think, brother? I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Seth Rollins. Seth freaking Rollins, the visionary. Of course, uh, it's gonna be a crazy match. You know, phenomenal match. No pun intended. You know, these two guys are great workers. They're both great overall workers too. So they can both do it all. You know, in the air, in the ground. They can do submissions as well. Both got finishers that can pretty much hit anywhere and they can counter too. So the counters, I can't wait how the counters are gonna be. That's what's gonna be crazy about this match. I think the counters for this for this uh match between these two dudes, just the way they are gonna interact. Uh I think my only gripe about this that I hope that when Seth wins, that we tr- truly get like a hard brand split now 
Like, all right, let's let's just separate this shit. Let's let's if you're gonna do a brand split, then be a brand split. All right, have Raw be Raw and SmackDown be, and then when you come for Survivor Series, cool, you know, brand to brand, I get that. But outside of that, everybody stay on y'all side. So you don't want a guy showing up with a visitor pass? Nah, nah, I don't want. It. I don't want. It. Uh, I thought that was cute, though. You know, he had that right there. I was like, really, really. <laughs> so let me ask you then. So clearly, we all know my answer. I've screamed it for fucking. It's Seth Rollins. We all know that. It, it would if it was Seth versus Edge, I would have some thoughts in my head. But AJ makes absolutely zero sense. It's Seth Rollins all day. Devin, you said you want to see a true brand split. You have your tag team championship right now. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn fighting your tribal chief and Solo Sokoa. One, who wins that match? Two, you need it. You want a true brand split, right? Your tag team champions can't float. Otherwise, it's not a brand split. Or is it? How do you do that? <sighs> well, you know, you're talking about the tribal chief. The rules do not apply to this guy. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> let him bounce all over with four goddamn titles. Let him go to show to show. Hell, let me even show up to NXT because he was like, I like those titles too. I want those titles. So let him go all over. So I don't care. When it comes to the Tribal Chief, he can do whatever he wants because he earned he, he earned to do that. All right, Tribal Chief, it is decided. I want him with four titles. He can bounce to whatever brand he wants to. <laughs> oh my god! That's if, this, awesome. if this doesn't scream DQ, I don't know what does mm. because it's like you put yourself in a situation where you get the travel treat. He is the man, head of the table. He he's got to win, but then he got so maybe going next. maybe boy it could be a swerve though. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Everybody like people like the think they follow this story but then they come up and swerve you yeah and i think yeah. they might hit us with another swerve man and then he oh, got solo so good and then he got solo sokoa who's only lost once since getting called up and that's to cody right 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 before mania and he's been hot he's been built perfectly i feel like as that muscle guy and it's like how do you do this and it's like to where it doesn't kill anybody in this match unless you truly put it on them, and then you break up Sammy and KO somehow, they could probably do that. And then that's how you usher in that Usos versus uh, Roman and Solo, which I don't know how they're going to play that off and get the tag belts off of them. That just makes like a clusterfuck oh, to me. Madness. But yeah. like, just like you said, it could go anywhere. I just feel like a DQ just screams to me right now. DQ where you can still Whoa. make uh, Roman look mm. like he should. And he doesn't lose that per se. Like first of all, this is being billed. I just realized tonight. This is being billed as a triple main event. I don't remember a triple main event since like Starcade nineteen ninety five when Vader was wrestling Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and there was like two other matches. And I'm just like a triple main event. Why the fuck is Hacksaw versus Vader a main event? So I don't know why they're billing this as a triple main event. Um, well, we had a it's, double main it, event where the, the double main the, event was the was third match. Second away, yeah, that was <laughs> right, ridiculous, ridiculous. This match ends one way and one way only. The Usos inadvertently try to help the Tribal Chief 
fuck up. Solo gets Haluvud stunned. One, two, three. Roman's like, you motherfuckers did it again. Like, whoops one of their asses. Solo's still standing around, and that's where we go from there. I ain't trying to play no story expert, but that's how that match is going to How happen. crazy would it be if they went to do that, but they did it to Roman? And, and Roman's Roman the loss instead of Solo? Yeah. Which because would be dope, because you know Sammy. Yeah, 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 we took a pin over three years, so he, he'll be uber pissed. Mm. Uber pissed. Streets, you want to dip out of here or are you good? I'm just listening. This is fun. If you want to take this, this is how I catch up. It's like, it's almost like, uh, this is how I catch up in the world of wrestling. It's just by listening to you guys, so it works. Well, you got a lot of it here on the Bloodline yeah. Network, here yes. Bloodline Entertainment Network and BloodlineNetwork.com. No it's like book on tape for me, so it's good. Right there, BloodlineNetwork.com, right there. That's right, baby. That's right. We got plenty of it. Hell yeah. Night of Champions is going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to the triple main event. Um, what match do you guys think is actually going to main event? Do you think it's going to be Cody versus Brock 2? Do you think it's going to be the Tribal Chief, which is likely going to be the Tribal Chief, or you think it's going to be the Seth AJ match? Tribal Chief. Come on, man. I know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> My bad. I mean, I get it. I get it. But you're introducing <laughs> a new title. You know, maybe you want to put some relevancy. Could you imagine the crowd just singing with Seth as he raises that belt to go off air? Instead of KO and Sammy pinning solo after the Uzo screw Roman. Story-wise, singing Seth's song, him holding the belt. I don't know, man. That that could be the way to go. I don't know. They are in Saudi now, so. Yeah. <laughs> no, it'll oh, be the tribal. It'll be the one of those. That's why it's 10. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, it's sun. Um, Saturday, next Saturday. The 27th at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. We will be doing a watch along in some capacity. Someone will be yes. here for yes. sure. Um, fairly certain myself. I'm sure Devin will be here. He's always here yeah, for everything. Sure. WWE. I'm sure our first lady will be yes. here in some capacity. She always here. No, she won't make it. She won't. Oh, make it. oh she's working. It's probably work. It's, yeah. Maybe Dom. Dom's always doing the WWE shows. Yeah. Yeah. Ivan, we'll see, we'll see. But that weekend's crazy weekend because not only do we have Night of Champions, but then we got Double or Nothing. And the same time we got Double or Nothing, apparently NXT just announced that they're trying to cock block them, and they put some crazy 2.0 pay per view on or PLE where Dijak's fighting Ilya Dragunov, and that's gonna be a fucking banger, dude. So, so much wrestling. Brocast, what's up, oh, baby? Oh, from the future. Uh, how you gonna mention that, how you gonna mention that PLE and not mention him? Is that going down at that one? Yeah, it's Carmelo Hayes and, and Ron yeah, Breaker. Breaker. Okay. Damn, that's the, all right. Okay. Ron Breaker's okay. been killing it as a heel. Killing mm. it. Yeah. Damn, yes. so that's going down that yeah. night. Yes. And, the final, the and, and the finals of the women's tournament. Yeah, finals, yep. 
And you even have the triple threat match for the North American title. Yes. Who do we got? Wesley. Wesley, Tyler Bate, and your boy. Joe Gate. Who Joe Gate? Is he? Yeah. That's silly. (laughs) Silly He's he's the mind mind game. He's the mind game to get Tyler Bate in because he knows it, it helps his chances. Well, if you want to do the math, all right. This guy has got 33. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not Scott Steiner. I don't leave that the Braun Breaker. Yeah. No. Damn, that's a great show. And it's for free. Well, five bucks. You gotta pay 50 bucks for the other one. I'll be paying 50 bucks for the other one. And I will be live right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network for the Double or Nothing Watch Along. And I hope to have people join me because it's gonna be a hell of a show. I'm, including I'm Anarchy in the Arena, four on four, BCC versus the Elite, the four pillars, main main event. I still kind of probably think BCC and Anarchy in the Arena should, but I get it. I get it. They got, hey, maybe they can say it's a double main event. They got a <laughs> double main event going. Oh, no, double or nothing in my head is 11 matches. Should be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it for sure. Devin is the, uh, Resident hate, 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 hater. Is there, uh, is there anything on Double or Nothing that you're looking forward to? Actually, the Elite versus the BCC, man, because uh, it's been the story for for AEW. It's been better mm-hmm. than the than Four Pillars story, and, and that and that includes the AEW their main championship, and that's crazy. But what these these two factions are doing i like the story that's being built it feel like two factions are actually trying to control like uh it's like a, a controlled power uh story that i'm digging like especially the bcc what they're trying to establish you know and brian dennison he's he's bugging out like he's back in his planet days uh, <laughs> it was it like amateur amateur i'm like oh i'm loving this i'm like you know i'm getting that same energy back when he had that that weed belt <laughs> so the hemp belt. I, i'm enjoying all of this man i'm, I'm enjoying it man. awesome love it yeah love that feud bakley what about you bro what are you most looking forward to going into this show? But before you do, yo, just get yo, our homie. Brothers. What's up, just what's up? And yeah, time's like, look at Devin talking. Hey, you dumb. Just to piggyback off of him, somebody posted this really cool uh, reel on uh, Twitter. It's three pictures of the elite, all four of them from the past year. Because they've been in the ring where it's been like Hangman Page on one side and the Bucks and Kenny Omega on the other. The first one is from a year ago where he has his back to them. He's not facing them. Then you got the second one from like a few months ago where same thing, but this time he's sideways. He's looking forward, but then he's looking back. Then they got the one from Wednesday where he turns around and he's facing them and then he walks over to them. So it's been kind of like this slow build of him coming back to the elite and just the way they told the story and the perfect way of telling it was with Don Callis and everything that he's done. And he's been like that wild card in the storyline with him in Takeshka, where, you know, eventually he's going to join the BCC and then it remains to be seen where maybe we see Kota Ibushi come back and reform the, the, 
the tag team with him and Kenny Omega, but then you got the Golden Elite with him there, and you got that five-on-five deal later down the line. I think I don't know if that's going to happen, or maybe they're just going to do the Takeshi kind of thing. But just like Devin said, I love everything with it. I just love the week to week. They've kind of done a slow rebuild of it. You got these two big factions that are going to go at it. It's not random. There's meaning behind this. And of course, Brian Danielson, I said it on Wednesday. I like the fact that this is the way of pulling him away from the world title picture after losing the MJF and him slowly turning heel because of the detest of losing that. And then him looking at the elite and be like, you guys are not coming to your full potential right now. And then, like I said, amateurs, amateurs. And like, we're here. We're, we're the best wrestlers here. I just love everything about that. I like what they're doing with Orange Cassidy. I like how like he's been so tired each week. This is what the TNT title should have been, the international title. He's wrestling <laughs> every week, every motherfucking week. This is your workhorse. We said it on Wednesday. The workhorse champion is Orange Cassidy. This guy has defended the belt 20 times, and now he's like, let's do a blackjack uh, battle royal. 21 people. Why not? And he's defending the belt on Wednesday on top of that. So he could be going into it, head to the Blackjack Battle Royal with 21 straight defenses. So, you know. <laughs> just, just as the league getting back together is like the Kardashians getting another season. <laughs> And hey, you don't we we don't know. This could be the last hurrah for the elite, which yeah. is why they're doing it. Their contracts are running up. We could see them dip to the other company. I don't think it affects AEW too much, but we could see them come to WWE. Devin, let me ask you. Well, streets, first of all, just so you know what we're talking about. Um, Brian Danielson is Daniel Bryan, John Maxley is Dean Ambrose, and Claudio is Cesaro. I'm just kidding. I know you know. I'm just, I'm just. That kidding. part I know. At least I'm not that. The BCC is fucking incredible. They are the best faction, bar none in the game. So let me ask you guys then who wins this match between the BCC and the Elite? Devin, who do you got? Man, that's a good question. Because this story, and I feel like the stakes are not there yet. That this story that we're getting, the the anarchy. I think we're still in the beginning stage of of their battle. Like this is like the first war, so I don't feel like the stakes are are there yet. So I, I'll go with the BCC. Go do you think? Field. Do you think the BCC wins? You know what? Actually, I'm not going to ask the question as to why. I'll see if Bakley says as to why they win the match first, and then I'll ask it. Go ahead, Dan, and, and who do you think wins? Yeah, yeah. BCC and because of Takeshka. There it is. He helps them win. Glad I didn't cock block you and let you say what you wanted to say. Yep, BBC person. <laughs> 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 Shit. And that's what they know all about, right? <laughs> Love it. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm with you. The BCC is going to win, and I, I didn't really think Takeshka is going to help him, but at the end of the day, when you think about it, Devin, you're right. This is just the first of the major battles of the wars. The elite might be on their way out. Takeshka is going to join the BCC. I don't think Don Callis necessarily joins the BCC, but I think Takeshka belongs in the BCC. He's fought Mox. He's fought Brian. He's fought Wheeler. 
He's fought Claudio. They made him bleed. He is not a pussy, yeah, flip-flopping bitch like those other four. Not Hangman. Those other three. He ain't like those other three, all right? He belongs in the BCC. So I like that story. I like it a lot. And I think there's yeah. another name that they're not talking about that's going to be in the storyline for his own uh, reasons later on, and that's where Osprey. Because we mm. because look, which is where Don Callis probably lies. Correct. Exactly. Because I feel like he wants that revenge on Kenny Omega for taking that US title from him at Wrestle Kingdom. And he's talked about it and we haven't seen him. And he's fighting Tanahashi tomorrow at Resurgence. But the shitty, but the shitty thing is, Dan, yeah. he doesn't god damn it, Bakley, he doesn't yeah. fucking need Don yeah. Callis. United Empire right now is so over as uber, over, uber, over baby faces that the last thing they need association with is Don Callis. Now, I get Aussie Open in the States are heels. And I get kind of sort of them and Jeff Cobb are heels in Japan. But at the end of the day, that faction is as face as it gets, dude. Whether they want to be or not, they're faces. If they want to push him to be heels, then sure, Don Callis is the right guy. But why? Why would you even push them to be heels at this point? I don't think think it's a century being heels. They're also over. I don't think it's a century pushing them here. I think it's just using Don Callis for what he wants to get back at Kenny. So he he, he is a babyface right now in New Japan. But doesn't mean he can't do something hereish to get what he wants, and which is that belt, the U.S. belt. Like he, that's been his number one priority, getting that belt back. He wanted that rematch with Kenny Omega, and I think he wins that Sunday. He wins that Dominion against Lance, and then it works perfectly because you got Forbidden Door, where you would have that rematch between Osprey and Omega. He just exploits the Don Cows situation he's exploiting it it doesn't mean he's with them he's just exploiting it for his own game i dig it Mm. hey i'm not against it japan's different period that crowd is fucking weird like face or heel doesn't matter they're just a weird fucking crowd um i just know that united empire is the most over babyface faction over there right now without trying to be babyfaces they are the most over so it's Ah, the Don Callis thing is tough, but hey, it is what it is. There's so much great stuff going on, period, the end right now, whether it is wrestling, as we've just been talking about, AEW, WWE, New Japan, Impact Wrestling, Independent Wrestling, killing it all over the place. Sports, we talked about. Devin, actually, one quick thing really quick, NBA playoffs. We didn't get to get your perspective on it. We got the Denver Nuggets up 2-0 on the Los Angeles Lakers. This game, I don't know if you watched, we did the watch along. I was calling commentary on it. Hell of a lot of fun. I once during the game said, this game is over. Boston's up nine. Done. I didn't know when Grant Williams hit that three to go up nine, he started chirping in Jimmy Butler's ear, to which he smirked. They went on a 22 to nine run and won the game after that. So I was dead wrong. You don't fuck with that dog, Jimmy Butler. They're up two nothing. Who is going to the NBA Finals now that we know where we're at? And who's winning it, my dude? 
honestly, I was looking maybe we get Lakers and Miami in the finals, but now it's looking like Denver and Miami. You know, because when the Lakers are down, to, they got a they got a tough uphill. Can they win four in a row? I don't know. That's a tough task for a 38-year-old LeBron James. You know what I'm saying? So I I don't know. Uh, Jokic, what he's doing is this dude can ball. He's a beast, okay? All right, there's a reason why they're up 2-0. I get it. Miami, Jimmy gets buckets, bro. That, That is the dude. That is him. He is him. He is a monster, bro. All right, uh, he took his team back to the finals. Now it's crazy. Now he did it from all the way from the play-in. This is this this is the dude. This is the dude that when he was with Minnesota, that played with a bunch of G leagues and beat the starters in practice. All right, <laughs> yeah. This dude is a monster. Then left practice, went on an interview and talked about it too. The same day, it was. This dude is insane, man. So uh, I'm excited about these playoffs, man. Uh, I do hope. I'm hoping that the Lakers pull pull it out because I want to see LeBron still. I, I respect his game to still perform at a high level at, at his age. He is. Because even Michael didn't do that. You know, no. so what, what LeBron is doing, how he take care of his body, He I, I respect that. I respect his uh, work ethic. Uh <laughs> he did. He sold hard, and then the fan who handed him the towel, he goes, "Thank you." I was like, oh, "Yeah, was yeah, look at that. <laughs> that'll be a, that'll be a cute gift tomorrow." Yeah, yeah. Sure. but no, Devin, you're right. But you know, I'm, I'm, anyone who knows me knows I'm a fuck LeBron guy all day. But I'm a fuck LeBron guy with respect and knowledge of the fact that he is by far and away the second greatest player to ever play this game and it ain't fucking close and what he is doing at his age is it's put Kobe. Put Kobe above. a lot of you a lot of you guys do like fucking you guys like this age group like thinks fucking kobe is like god and i love like my boy like like our same age group like he like kobe is god and i'm like he He's like ninth best, bro. I get it. Like he was. Cool. I get it. Like, I, that's a debate center topic. Yeah, we'll that is, man. Shit. That's parking let's lot. Do yeah. yeah, let's do yeah. that. Yeah, let's let's notate and get that back one. To that. You either have Kobe here or here. There's two sides to that. There's a, there's just two yeah. types of people, and that's where it's at. He's he's it, either it your seventh best or he's like your tenth best, and I got him as ten ninth, which is no. I'm just, how do you have a carbon copy of MJ? And having that ninth, that don't make sense to me because that's what he is. He's a copy of MJ. He's the second best championships, total point. There's a lot of like things like Kareem and LeBron. Like, God, I hate LeBron so much, but dude, every look like you said, look at the man right now. Look what he's doing at his age. N- number one all time in scoring. Like one gonna be top five in assists. The way he rebounds, the way he defends. If it wasn't for the fact that he bitched out and sold out and said, I'm taking my Salem to South Beach because I didn't go to college. If it wasn't for that, it would have been a game. If he would have told Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh to come to Cleveland and they won in Cleveland, he might be the GOAT. But the fact is that he bitched out and went to another city and had a win there. And he's what? Four and six in finals? That's why he can never be the GOAT. We kind of had to leave, though, because the GM didn't want to bring them there. That's the problem. 
He could he fire the fucking GM. You're LeBron James. No, he wanted to go to South Beach. No taxes down there. I get it. I get why you wanted to do it. I get it all the way he did. But LeBron James is the greatest man, man to ever play basketball. We always talk about in the sport we love wrestling. People are pieces of shit. CM Punk is a piece of shit. Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Michael Jordan. These guys are scumbags. You know who's not? LeBron James. Like, that dude is the greatest dude to ever play the game of basketball. What he does for the people, his, he's a role model. You just don't see what he does. Second best basketball player of all time. That's why I argue against Kobe. And this sucks. And this is a LeBron is hater. Because he's a good human? No, because he's a great basketball player. Because he does no, it all. No, no, I'm just, I'm just. You're the one that's trying to. I'm oh, I think Kobe's a great. I think Kobe's a great human too. <laughs> People who dog Kobe because of Colorado can fuck off big time because that shit's bullshit. Like Kobe's a great dude too. Uh, great dude. Michael Jordan, not so much. I think Kobe Bryant's a great dude. I think he got railroaded in Colorado, which cost him two MVPs. And you know what? I do when I look at a. When I look at players and I put them in rankings, I'm not going to lie. I look at awards and other things. And, and Kobe did get screwed out of two. He lost one to Steve Nash and one to Dirk solely because of Colorado. Now, Michael lost how many to Carl Malone? Get the fuck out of here. Michael could have won 12 in a row if, you, you know. I digress. Debate center topic all day. LeBron. Mm-hmm. LeBron is. Ugh, stop it. I'm done. No more LeBron positivity from me. <laughs> but Denver, my I still think the Celtics come back and win that series as fucked up as that sounds because I think Jason Tatum is that dude, and then he's going to like he, – he's the most Kobe-esque player we got in the league right now, which is as crazy as it sounds. I know. He's going he's gonna to show it right here, right here, right now. But I digress. Boys. I think now that we got that, because I'm not going to ask Devin about the NHL because I don't think he gives a fuck. I don't watch hockey. That. Or the Vegas. MLB. Because I don't think Vegas he gives a did fuck. win too, by the way. Oh, Vegas did win. Cool. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the NHL win. either, so don't, don't feel bad. Yeah. I, we, we, I can't believe we, we went I to the NHL expert for that one. I cannot believe we talked about the NHL. We talked about <laughs> everything tonight. It was just. An absolute blast. Um, again, want to send our, our love to our top rope wrestling talk fam. They're usually live in this time slot right now, which is why we're here. Just we're kind of filling there. in, killing that time. Always put our ones up for top rope wrestling talk fam for sure. And that's why we're just kicking it with the bloodline tonight. And that's what we did. We had a hell of a lot of fun. Streets, it was a pleasure talking to you. Bakley, a pleasure talking to you. Our boy, Dylan. Pleasure talking to him. Devin, I let the rest of these guys already plug themselves like 45 minutes ago. I'm going to have you plug yourself, and then we're going to ride on out of here. Man, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for hosting, man. You've been a lovely host. You know, appreciate the hospitality, kicking it with the bloodline. I, I love that, you know, just inventive show that came out of uh, out of nowhere. But you know what? This is, it might be a show that you might see that might come, you know, uh, here and there, but you never know. But I appreciate it. Uh, you can find Clark Street Wrestling on bloodlinenetwork.com. You can find all of our podcasts, video soon to be merch as well. 
We're going to have that. Yes, we're going to have merch on the Bloodline Network website coming as well. So get ready for your pleasure. Hit that like button for the Bloodline. Hit that subscribe button for the Bloodline. Make sure you hit that like button for Roto Sports. Okay, you can see the video. All right, my man, Streets, dropping that knowledge. All right, make sure you drop that like button for Dirt Sheep Dan. Dropping that knowledge for the bet slip, trying to get that moolah. <laughs> Make sure you drop some love. All right, for Tim the Banger, the Banger of Podcasting. All right, from Tim King Show, doing this thing on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. We appreciate it. Get them ones up. <laughs> oh, my God. And throw your ones up for everyone the Tribal Chief mentioned. Throw your ones up for the whole Bloodline Entertainment Network. Throw your ones up for the Tribal Chief. And most importantly, throw your ones up for you. We wouldn't be where we are, what we're doing right now, if it wasn't for you. Seriously, for all of you who watch, like, and subscribe, thank you. For all of you who listen, because you can listen in the car, Spreaker, Spotify, Apple Music, and more. Search Bloodline Entertainment Network on Google. And when you do that, you'll find BloodlineNetwork.com. So you can watch us, you can listen to us, and you can go to our website, check out all of our amazing content for you. Thank you all so much to everyone who watched, to everyone who will listen. Thank you all so incredibly much. BloodlineNetwork.com is your home for sports, wrestling, entertainment, all of our video, all of our audio for your tribal chief, Four Streets, for Bakley, your boy Dylan, your boy TK at the Tim King Show. We. Think about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward.